He's here now. Shh, shh. Don't say anything. Shh. Let's talk about it. Have you not got a beard for tonight's that show, Darn, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's like the wee boy, isn't he? He's like the wee boy out the three. In, in my in my mug that I brought back from Berlin, that I've never actually used before, and I thought, right, you know, I've got a beer in it this time. But ironically, it only holds what, half a can of beer. Half a can of beer. Really? Yeah. See, you need a nice big glass, don't you? I'm saying nothing. Look, I got one of these tidy wee cans. Right, yeah, that's, that's, that's the same size I can. It's one of these goose IPA things, right? But but this is the trend thing now, isn't it? One of these tiny little wee cans. I'm sure cans of beer used to be a lot bigger than this. See, oh, see look, Ian's got a proper can of beer. Look, yeah, yeah, see, proper sized. You, you think it's a proper can of beer, right? But it's a Schofferhofer, right? Are you <laughs> Easy for you to say. And a Schofferhofer is a grapefruit beer. So actually, it's probably far more poncier than your two cans. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll open mine. Let's see if this one explodes. There we go. No, no, I'm, we're all right. We're all. Oh, hang on. Oh, 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 oh. Look at that! Look. Sort away. Happy days. <laughs> look at the size of the heat in that. You put a flake in that. <laughs> it's a wheat beer. That's what these things happen, you know. Oh, is it all right? Aye, aye. It's nothing to do with the bad barman skills there. No, no, not at all. No, absolutely not. In the evening. Right, boys. Let's uh, let's start. Happy Hogman yep. 8 here. Happy Hogman 8. Cheers. Slange. Here's to your health. Slange. Here's to 2023. Absolutely. Yes. Speaking of which, what's your plans? What's the plans for 2023 then for you boys? Well, um, uh, hopefully my boy will pass his test, but he's been scuppered umpteen times at the moment. Why is that? What? Because of COVID and everything like that. Weather. So weather, his mod one booked and that was ice. Mm. And he's he supposed to do his mod one again today, but because he's filming, they changed the schedule yesterday, so he had to cancel his mod one for today. So, um, so and then once he passes that, then it will be, the world will be a welk, you know. So, mm -hmm. you know. So, um, uh, first trips over the island, I think, and see my brother. But right. take the long way, take the long way round, you know. A few days. Yeah, get him used to his wee bobber, wee bobber, you know. Yeah, it's quite a big bike to be fair for for your first <laughs> bike. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, that's kind of plans for that. I think, um, and then hopefully just do lots more things on the bike with with a boy once he passes. You know, brilliant, brilliant. Mm. But yourself, yeah. Dan. Uh, well, this year I had all set. Out. North Coast Five Hundred was getting the the good was getting the proper treatment, mm -hmm. bought the book, bought the map. Thought right, I'm going to do this properly. I'm going to pinpoint every single. Let's do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Rather than you mean blasting it in a couple of days, let's do it properly and map it all out, and then somebody put up a tour online. To, to, <laughs> and I thought, oh, I just take the ball ache right out it. Ah, that seemed like a better option. Let's just do that, and then that way I spend other time, uh, other time doing other stuff, which is quite good. So, aye. So I'm obviously doing your flying Scotsman, which would be quite cool. I've got to, I've got to admit, I was a little bit puzzled. Uh, very happy, obviously, but a little bit puzzled why the Scottish guy <laughs> was coming on the Scotland tour. I was like, can you not do that like any weekend? It's like out, out your back door. I know it's the the Picos one would be ideal. That would mm. be the, the one because you mean you know well you know what the roads at Picos are like. They're just Aye. Really, you, you can absolutely have so much fun in there, but it's just a thought of traveling all the way down there. Do you <laughs> mean if I was going to do that, I might as well stay Toro or something like that and just go and spend time in London and just chill out yeah. at, at a villa? So I thought, no, let's do that. And then that way, at least, I mean, I'm in the vicinity and I get to know 
Simon's input mm-hmm. on the roads in my backyard, and then Aye. it means any time I want to go and do them, I know there'd be good roads to get in. Definitely, I, I I did this one with with Simon um, in August, I think it was August of of last year, just gone. I've not edited the video yet, but I took a group away and we did this one. I got to admit, I thought, well, I've I've gonna have done everything, but it'll be it'll be good to do it with a group of people. And there was still a couple of roads there. In fact, there was more than a couple. There was quite a few roads I'd never, ever done before. And I was like, you know, I've lived in Scotland for so long and then been riding up there for so long. And I'm like, I've never would have thought of riding around these parts mm. or taking that little road. And it's like, oh, wow. So, yeah, hopefully you'll 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 see, you'll get a few uh, new gems to you. Right. A couple Looking of forward to that one. Then that, right. way, then, then that way I've got an Arsenal when Ian, when, when JB's ready to go. Black. Exactly, right. Right. Yes, use, your, use your new camera, Darren. Oh, I know. I know. What one did you get? I got the X3. Mm-hmm. But that, yeah. was a, that was a saga. I wasn't going to buy an X3 because I thought, that's a lot of money to pay for a camera. And then, and then my Ghost 4K died. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> died. Did it? I completely gave up, gave up the Ghost. Hey, hey. Hey, I just packed in and... Uh, Obviously, I bought it through. I didn't buy it direct for Drift. I bought it through a vendor, and then um, went back to them, and they said, "Listen, it's fine. We'll send it back and see." Turns out it's an internal battery error, um, right. but we don't stock that 4K anymore, so we can do the XL. I thought well, the XL is an enclosed case, mm-hmm. but one enclosed case. I was rather like the idea of having a couple of batteries. You can just swap the battery out and away go. Right. And they're like, um, the XL is just as good. The only thing is, is um, it's fifty quid extra, so you do is fifty quid. There's like, no, you're alright. No, mm. thanks, no. Mm. And then that's when I thought, well, that's money back in my bank. <laughs> X would also wind Ian up because I know he really wants one. I know. I've just got an X two. So, mm-hmm. I, I, I've got. A, I've not tried the X three. Um, I've got. I've got the X two as well, and I, I had the. I'd bought the One X before it. I've got that as well, I, yeah. I, 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 I thought yeah. the One X was good. Yep. Uh, but the X2 is amazing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I, I like. I, I think that's I, the only camera, it's the only action-style camera I think I've ever owned where I've not had any issues with it. But the only thing is, is I don't I don't use it for audio. I just use it purely as a, yeah. you know, like a B-roll yeah. type thing. I know. I, I bought the audio adapter thing for it, with mm. the, you know, the kind of side audio. But it, it doesn't it didn't make that much difference. You know, oh, right. Unless you start putting like adding like kind of quite fancy mics and things on it, aye, and aye. and then that defeats the purpose of the whole invisible stick, selfie stick and getting that yeah. sense because because you see all you see wee bits and bobs of that. So I, you're like you, it's brilliant for video. Although mm-hmm. low light for me, I think is probably where it, it it's it fails mm-hmm. a bit in low light situations. Whereas the X3 is supposed to be um, way better in lower light aye. conditions. So. I think that's the only big difference that and the screen on the back. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, it's got quite a large LCD screen, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I think it's about two inches. Mm. Uh, the screen's great on it. Yeah. The screen's brilliant. It's about six inches. Um, <laughs> I, I think that's the only, I think the, the rest of it is pretty much the same as the X2 because I think I'd watched a whole load of stuff. And all that, if you've got an X2, jump into the X3. Do you know what I mean? It would just be for having the latest gadget and having a slightly mm-hmm. bigger sensor. But if. I know. Depending on what you're doing with it, it's not really worth it. I thought I, well, I, I, came, I did come it. close to doing it though. I did come close to doing it. And no, then I'm not and you will do it. No, but then I took that mad boxing day, spend the money you've got, you've been given to you by family on on something totally random 
and non-bike related. But I thought, do you know what? I'm just going to buy a saxophone because that's what you do. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what you do. Never Brilliant. Played, n- never played it before in my life, but hey-ho, give it a go. Do you know what I mean? And, and how are you getting on with it? I can do the first four notes of Baker Street. Oh, give, a, <laughs> give us a little tune. Come on. I would I would love to, but to be fair, I don't know if the subwoofers could take it right now. <laughs> right, Ian, next time you next come one. on. <laughs> for the next one. That's, that's it. it. Next time I want full rendition. That's it. Absolutely. Brilliant. As long as you don't um, start playing Kenny G, you'll be all right. Oh. <laughs> that was clarinet, wasn't it? Or was he was he a saxophone? No, he, he was saxophone, but I think he did a lot of he played a an alto sax not an old sax, a soprano sax. So right. which looks like clarinet. Yeah, there you go. Thanks, thanks. Dig me out of that one. Cheers. There you go. Nice, that's fine. No, you're 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 close enough. That's fine. (laughs) Boys, you've probably figured this out. I've I've got no plan for this. This is just us, you know, cutting the shit, basically getting the crack. So, uh, given the fact, given the fact, you mean you were um, kind of trapped in it last night or yesterday? Poor Vanessa. Do you mean? um, Hi. We'll not slag her off, but I shocking love shocking. Um, yeah, although although she's apparently, I've got I've got the boys from uh, Trail and, and Adventure podcast. They're coming they're coming on uh, in March. So I was chatting with them, and she's doing their podcast tonight. I think. <laughs> so I was like, oh, all right, okay. okay. Uh, no, not tonight. Was it? Ah, oh, it is tonight. Oh, mm. all right. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Double booking. That's it. Um, Right, well, I've I've posted up on on my socials anyway on Patreon. Uh, I posted I posted on Instagram, but I also thought thought I posted on Facebook. But it looks like it hasn't posted on Facebook. So we've got some questions on on Patreon, and I think there's one or two on Instagram. But we've got some stuff to to mull through, mm. uh, and then I just thought we can have a chat and see what the the year holds for you boys and what you've been up to. Yeah, no, absolutely. I um, Happy days. Yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. Yeah. Good right. Stuff. We'll go with the first one then over on uh, Patreon. So over to the clan, patreon.com forward slash teapot one. Sorry if I'm not quite with it, folks. I'm just getting over man flu at the moment. First one, Brett Cunningham. What is your most favorite motorcycle to ride and why? And where is the best place you've ridden? Hmm, good question. Uh, you know, for I've not ridden that many motorcycles, to be fair. You know, different ones have sat in a lot, I mean, especially when we were down in Birmingham um, recently at the old Birmingham Live and all that. So that was Aye. quite uh, interesting. And, uh, um, you know, I, I suffer from short leg syndrome, so there's a lot of bikes I want to ride. You know, like I was watching your, your YouTube um, in Spain on the... On oh, the, yeah, on the tractors. The 1250s, right? On the, yeah, yeah. on the BMW site, it looked amazing. And then I mean, I'm just going to go and Google the seat height and look at the seat height, and I'm never sitting in one of them. Do you know what I mean? So, so, uh, you know, so I think Ian, how 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 tall are or what's your inside leg? Twenty nine, mate. You'll be fine. You, you honestly, you'll be absolutely fine. They even do a lowered version of it. You know, there's a lower mm-hmm. seat version, but they also do an actual physical lowered bike for it. They they do a lowered version of the GS. And honestly, yeah. I've like little username Kate. She rides the GS. I know loads of vertically challenged people who've said exactly what you said. And then they found that they can actually get on the the, yeah. the GS. I, I, not I, I, just that, loads of adventure bikes, big adventure bikes. Yeah, I mean, I, I did. I took the Pan America out and dropped it because oh. you know, which was fun. Um, so uh, because just basically that adaptive ride height didn't Aye. go down, didn't, didn't go down quick enough, and I had to do an emergency stop on a hill on a camber. Do you know yeah, what I mean? So that would do it. You know, that was just like ticked every single box. You know. 
Uh, thankfully, the the Pan America belonged to Harley Davidson uh, themselves. So, mm-hmm. so, so, and actually, to be fair, to be fair to that bike, there wasn't a scratch on it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it was just picked up and carried on. Um, <laughs> and a nasty great. dent in the road. Yeah, and it was a great fun. So I think if if I could find an adventure bike that I feel comfortable on with my legs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then, then absolutely, something like the BMW, especially after watching that and doing it in Spain, where you mm-hmm. were, was just it just looked incredible, you know. Um, uh, and going a wee bit of off road, or, or or it's not off road, yes, it is, you know. That wee course was funny. That's um, not off road. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, that could be your next T-shirt. That's not off road. Um, <laughs> it's it's funny you should say that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so probably. Getting a really get one that I'm comfortable on and taking that for a ride is probably what I would like to do next in terms of the bikes that I've ridden on or, or had a shot on. Um, in in terms of just pure raw brown adrenaline, uh, my ninja, my my old like kind of. Uh, I think it was like an S plate ninja mm-hmm. that I had for a few years. That was just raw fun, you know. You know. Um, but but I'm too old for that shape now. My belly gets in the way. I can't bend down. Rubbish! Enough. Come on, you know rubbish! I mean? so, Turn the clock a, back. That sat in a few sat in a few bikes. Uh, <laughs> the end. I was kind of bent over, going, "What's wow, that's worse than trying to tie my laces." Yeah. <laughs> I know that feeling. Um, uh, one one of the bikes I loved sitting on though in Birmingham was was the the <clears> Indian, <throat> not the not the Bobber Scout, but the what was it down the big one with the kind of Batman front. Oh, uh, the the rogue, I think that was rogue. I think yeah, that that just fell right somehow. Aye. So you know, maybe try and get across to see if I can get a shot at one of them. To, Indians know. are beautiful, aren't they? Those yeah, Indian bikes yeah. are just stunning. Uh, I've I've still not edited the video yet, but I took out the um, is it the chief, the Indian chief? I can't remember. It was literally, it was about March time last year I took this out and I've still not edited the bloody video. But what really got me was the, uh, like the technology in it, you know, because it, mm-hmm. it looks, it looks like a, like a classic style bike, yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah. it? And the dials yeah, and everything, yeah. when you look at it, you think, oh, it looks, everything <laughs> fits in, but the dial is, it's an LCD touchscreen screen. Mm-hmm. You know, everything's there. Yeah. Oh, the technology's beautiful. And the engine, wow, that engine was gorgeous. Loved it. Yeah, we've been, dying, been talking about it. Yeah, we've been going for my Spice Girl moment. So I've currently got two bikes. I might just go Spice Girls and go two becomes one. So right. that could be this year is taking, you know, taking two bikes and just to bring them back to one again. You know, really? So, yeah, Ooh. so that, that'll be a bit of fun searching for. For the for the one touching for the one for the one, you know? you'll never so. find it. We never find no, it. Do no, we? we do. No, yeah, searching <laughs> for that one for just now. You yeah, for now. for the now. For the now, it'll do. For the now, do for the now. But you know, I've only got one bomb, so I need two bikes for. You know, so. so. You know, that that's too much like logic. I don't I understand. No, I'm, I'm not getting that. I'm just that. saying that in case my bike's, my wife's listening. That's yeah, all. exactly. <laughs> I was just thinking, is this, that, is this you and your wife talking? What's happening uh, exactly. Yeah, just in case she's listening, you know, just <laughs> keep, it, keep it good. There what we go. Just... And then, and where, and where <laughs> do you take it? Sorry, Dan, I was going to say, is uh, just all over uh, Ireland, north oh, and south, wow. just, yeah. Just anywhere over there, down to yeah. Kinsale and Cork and up by the Ring of Kerry and up and round up past uh, up through Galway up to Donegal and back round. Just a big tour of uh, Ireland, I think, probably. Yeah, because nice. not only does that sound nice, it's kind of doable. Do you know, mm-hmm. you know, you could can, can you could go away and do bits of that, you know, on a whim, you know. Yep. So, you know, just jumping down to Sonar and 
or came uh, and just a close. Ireland's on my radar as well, but I've just, I just not, not got the time or the money at the moment to to do it. But I'll, I'll make it happen. It'll happen at some point. Mm. What about yourself, Darren? I don't know. I, th- I always think this is a difficult question because I think it depends a what road you're on, and mm. b what your kind of mood is at the time. And um, right now, I'm loving my plan. I mean, I, but again, that's just because I'm at the point now where I, I know the bike and I know mm-hmm. just how yeah. much abuse it can take. Do you know what I mean? And then if that doesn't feel you stick it in that sport mode, then it's just a hooligan. Yeah. Um, and that's before we've we've done anything to the bike. Um, there's a Dawn Performance upgrade thing for it, which apparently gives it an extra 20 brake horsepower, which is just going to be absolutely Um So I think it depends on that. Um, I, I loved riding... Um, my, I had an 850 GSA. I mm-hmm. loved riding that thing. That thing was just, it was just so much fun. <clears> it was just, you, the only difficulty with that was moving it about because it's that parallel twin, it's not the boxer. It right. was really front heavy when you were trying to lug it about. Um, so I, I don't know, for the new, I, I, I do like the plan. I think this year or last year, sorry, I took it to Benelli 800, the trail right. bike. And that was just such a giggle because it? It, oh, you could you could literally use pretty much all of that range, uh, and it gripped. Even though it had knobblies on it, it still had really good grip on it, and you could just absolutely tank it. I was really surprised that that was such a good laugh. I think if I was buying a second bike just to pure hooliganize, I'd probably look at something like that because they were dirt cheap just for absolutely tanking it. I think that's been probably one of my favourite bikes so far. You know, you're, you're not the first person I've heard say that. Uh, I've never ridden a Benelli, any Benelli, and and a couple of people now have said to me when they've taken any of the Benellis out, they're like they've just enjoyed it. They said it's great mm. fun. Exactly what you said. It's not. It's not. It's not going to break the bank with the money, and they just had a they had great fun on the thing. I I think I never went there to take out a Benelli. I'd I'd contacted a local kind of Royal Enfield dealer. Aye, I'd went to take out the four hundred one. We scram the scram four hundred one or four hundred one. Mm-hmm. Can't remember what one is. Um, but I took that out first, and then when I came back, I was waiting to go on the meteor because everybody says, "Oh, you need to take the meteor," out, and it's just such a for all. It's not got tons of power. It's just a really nice bike. It's got that little pop, pop, pop. It's just mm-hmm. so much. Fun. But obviously, the bike was out, and the guy went, "Oh, you should try that Benelli, that new eight hundred. I was like, "Okay, give me the keys. I'll take it." So took it out and took it a blast and I was like I didn't want to give it back I was like this is so much fun it's just <laughs> such a great little bike it, the only criticism I had was just one it didn't have a quick shifter and two it didn't have self-cancelling indicators but mm. looking at it and going for that price bracket can you really complain uh, do you know what I mean you cannot complain but I'd, I've, I, you know I mean again it depends on what you're taking it out for if I only had mm. a bike take it a little half hour blast on twisties I'd buy a live wire just Would you? For, oh, just for the, the sheer thrill. I really? loved it. But the only thing is, is after half an hour, you're like, <clears throat> oh, my back. Because it's quite, <laughs> you know, you've been, it's quite, you are quite far over. Yeah, but, it's, it's, it's definitely one of the electric bikes that made me feel like it was something different. You know, you know what I mean. Like it, it, it felt like a Harley, although it felt nothing like a Harley. Aye. I still, I still felt like I was on something 
apart from like your zeros and your um, energy cars and, and all this sort of things. It just felt like a different machine. I, yeah. I, I, we, the, the, I think I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to change that. See the question, right? The question was, what's your favorite bike? I'm going to say, mm. I think my favorite type of bike is definitely an adventure bike. Mm. Because I think if it's not my plan, I loved my GSA, right? And if it's, and I took out the Tiger, the GT Pro this year, and it's just buttery smooth as well. And 1250GS, you know what you're getting with 1250GS, it's just, do you know what I mean? So I think my favourite type of a bike at the minute is probably an adventure bike. You know I mean, come back to me in five years' time. You know what I mean, I'll pull the cutting about and I'll lower either ST or something stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean, acting my fucking age. Um, I, I am quite excited about lower either ST. I'll definitely be considering that as if I go two to one. Absolutely. Well, you? you're going to need your money yeah. in the bank for that then. You know, I've not, I've not ridden that. I've not ridden. Have I? No, I've not ridden the low rider. I do. Oh. Barely uh, interested in the lowrider ST because they're really difficult to get because right. all the dealerships are getting them in. And then they're gone straight back out the door again because they are so popular. Gotcha. And they're such a because obviously it's based off the the performance bagger, so mm-hmm. it's designed to be a bit more sportier. You're going, hmm. but then I look at it and go, yeah, but it can't go over dirt. Never <laughs> <laughs> go over dirt. But if I wanted yeah. to, I could. If I wanted to, I could. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I'm the same. Although I've got to say, I'm I'm doing a wee bit more. I have to watch how I say this. I'm doing a wee bit more riding in the dirt these days. And um, yeah, I, yeah, I'm starting to see the appeal. I, I still much prefer tarmac. I'm still a tarmac chap for sure. But I do see the appeal now, right? Mm-hmm. But I still I still prefer riding the, the big bikes like the GS and stuff. I like riding them off, off-road more than I like riding, like a, I've taken a wee Husky 350 off-road, which apparently is supposed to be one of the best bikes ever, you know, to take off-road and do proper off-road riding on. I just felt, I just felt like a six foot three, 20 stone lump, you know, whereas on the GS, I felt like I could balance on the bike and I felt like a, I felt like I was in charge of the bike rather than the bike being in charge of me, which is what it felt like on that little wee husky. Because I couldn't, I couldn't find my balance point on it. You know, like when I was stood up on it, I was either leaning too far forward or too far back, and I couldn't, I couldn't moderate the throttle properly when I was stood up. Mm. It was, I was just snatching the throttle too much. Whereas on a big bike, I can grip it. You know, I can grip it with my lower legs. And I, I've got some sort of connection with the bike then, and and it, it just felt more comfortable to me. I know. I, I it's what you call it. I've never done it on a. I've never done it on the smaller bikes, um, because I'm like you. I'm like I'm a big guy. I'm going to look like a monkey on a trike as a circus. It's just not a done thing. I, I don't have that problem. No, you don't have that problem. <laughs> Short ass. Um, Whereas you're right on a big bike, I thought you I mean I, I own a big bike, so if if there's ever a chance I'm gonna if I'm gonna go and learn a bit of off roading, I want to learn it on a big bike. So if I do decide to do it on bike, Aye. at least I know what I'm doing. Do you know what I mean? Um, I did that last year. I did the the off road day at Wales with my Kextons. Oh yeah, it was. Aye, it's it's just so much fun. Do you know what I mean? So, my favorite favorite road last year was definitely North Wales, especially in and out the quarries and stuff like that. It was just so much fun. But if if you ask me any road, I'm going to stick to my guns and say the A82 <laughs> all day. Long. 
<laughs> really? That's that's your talk, mind you. It is it is fun, you know. Aye, and it goes on and on and on. Aye. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. So I'm going to stick with eighty two. I think you can convince me different. Come May. Well, yeah. Uh, for for Scotland, yeah, you might find a few others um, on the Scotland tour for sure. But I still don't think you can beat. I still don't think you can beat. Spain in general, and I include the Canaries in Spain because it's a Spanish territory. Just it's you're, you're going to find a road or a type of of surface that you love to ride on at some point within Sp- the Spanish mainland or the islands. Although I am thinking, you know, there's some passes in Switzerland that are pretty phenomenal, and Romania. You know, the Transalpina and bits of the Trans for Garrison and some others, they're all really damn good. But I still think if I could just have one place, I would still take Spain, I think, just because it's got everything. Spain, you get the good weather. And Spain, Aye. correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure Spain <clears> have this really good policy in terms of looking after the roads. They definitely set budget better than you mean we do in the UK by a long mm. stretch of the imagination. Especially that you mean a week of frost and then a week of rain. You mean mm. the roads are just the pits, literally yeah. the pits running about here. But I think same Spain, down here. Spain have definitely got that you mean they look after the roads, I think because they know it's such a big tourist thing for them. Because if the roads are decent the roads are decent, the roads are if they're immaculate and good, the weather's good, they're going to get loads of bikers going in and out in. I mean, multiple different parts of Spain, and that's all income. It's quite most, most of the continent's similar. In my experience, most of Europe has really good quality roads. And we used to, like, whenever you went over there and you saw the quality of roads in, like, Romania and Switzerland and Spain and France, wherever you went, you're as a as a Brit, you're always like, oh, well, that's where the tax money goes then, isn't it? But, I mean, it's, it's what we used to feel, but it's plainly bollocks. But the roads are definitely better on the continent. They're definitely... Whether they make them differently, whether they upkeep them differently, I don't know what it is. But you know, the the roads are amazing. The surfaces are just gorgeous. I've had the joy of driving up Mount Tady, and I would love to oh, do that on a bike. Oh, mate, yeah. it's phenomenal! Phenomenal. The way, you, the, the way you go those through those like different ecosystems until you get mm-hmm. to that almost Martian landscape at the top. It's just you know, I've done I've driven in a car years ago when my son was filming when he was a wee boy and it uh, would a great day up there, but to go up there on a bike, I think would just be yeah, so maybe that would be another one I would want to do. I've definitely done it in a car, but I think it would be amazing to do in a bike. Tenerife. Tenor it's weird, right? Because <clears throat> I've only I've only ridden in Grand Canaria and Tenerife on, on the Canary Islands. I've not done any any of the <laughs> others yet. But they're totally different. Like Gran Canaria is much, it's much tighter roads, nagery in places, really twisty, loads of fun. And then you go to Tenerife and they're, you know, they're they're twisty and curvy, but they're more flowing and they seem to be mm. wider and almost faster. And it's different sort of, different landscapes around about you. Like as you, as you said there, Ian, TD. You get to the top and it's Martian, isn't it? It's like red volcanic oh, rock it's everywhere. It's incredible. The, the plants and things just look something like a sci-fi movie. It's just, I mean, I, they do. They film an awful lot of sci-fi stuff. They do. On, on the, <laughs> the Lanzarote as well, if you get to, if you go up to the volcanic bits in Lanzarote, right. just something else to, to see. You know, it's because it's black. 
it's like you know it's because the volcanic ashes have and everything's black and all these black beaches and everything so probably any of those islands the big volcanic islands and and just to experience that kind of atmosphere around you on the bike it would be right. mad almost mad maxi in a way right. you know what i mean you'd have that kind of kind of real kind of you know, kind of feel of just you and out there with nothing yeah, another it. good another one that i think would be amazing on a bike although probably quite scary is death valley Aye. because because it's you know especially when when i was through it it was in a heat wave right so that was even more scary you know if you get stuck there but to to do that as well probably would be, would be uh, another one that would take go through that national park from one end to the other Aye, it's got to be done isn't it because I think like Mojave, I think Mojave, you can go through that just on the tarmac. But if you want to come off it, there's loads of trails and stuff you can do. Yeah, there's, there's some in, in Death Valley. There's loads of kind of like old-fashioned trails that the the old stagecoaches and things would have taken. Oh and wow! Would, your Pan America would just eat that up. It would just love it. It would just love every second of that. You know, we we went we we'd hire a jeep to do it and until it, it broke down. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> Harley moving, Harley Davidson, Harley moving. Um, so <laughs> says me that's got one. I can, you know, but you know, uh, but yeah, I think um, you know, for, for adventure biking, you know, there's so many wee off-road bits, and we we took a a kind of trail in, in the car when we were going through Death Valley, and I thought this would be amazing on Aye. an adventure bike. It'd be so much fun on an adventure bike, you know. Aye. As if you just you do that breakdown, and, and there's no cars for hours. Me again, folks. Just a short one. This we are also sponsored this month by. The Influencer Store. If you go to teapot1.com, you'll go to the shop, check out any of the merchandise that I have available. That is all handled by the Influencer Store right here in the UK. I've got a quick bit of blurb to read out for them, and that is, The Influencer Store helps you build your brand, big or small, providing you with a solution and apparel. We help you to increase your fan base while supporting you with starting your own influencer clothing line with nothing more than just an idea or design. And there are no hidden costs. For more info, come check us out at theinfluencerstore.co.uk or drop us an email at online at influencerstore.co.uk for more information. Make sure you check them out, folks. Head to teapot1.com, head to the show, head to the shop, and you'll be supporting both the Teapot One channel and the podcast right here if you buy anything from the merchandise. So a massive thanks in advance to you and a huge thanks to the Influencer Store. And we're also sponsored by Ultimate Add-ons. Now, Ultimate Add-ons, they make dustproof and shockproof mobile phone uh, cases and action camera mounts. They will fit just about every single bike out there. Me, personally, I always use the Helix strap mount because it means I can easily attach that to just about any bike that I'm uh, riding at that time I can jump on and off on bikes and just easily unscrew the, the strap whack it on the next bike tighten it all up and off I go it's very versatile I've had no vibration issues affecting my camera using the Helix strap that's the one that I will stand by and swear by been using it about five years now so again if you head to Ultimate Add-ons that's Ultimate with A-D-D-O-N-S ultimateaddons.com if you use the code TEAPOT110 so T-E-A-P-O-T-O-N-E with the number 10 you'll get 10% off and lastly folks I just want to say a massive thank you to you thank you very much for listening to the podcast for watching the vids for commenting for liking for sharing for following and subscribing it all is a massive massive help we're on a bit of an upturn at the moment the podcast is gathering momentum the channel is certainly doing really well so a huge thanks to everybody who's been involved with that if you want to go that extra mile 
then you can always buy some merch over at teapot1.com. Or if you really want to get committed, you can join the clan over at patreon.com forward slash teapot1. All links for everything are down below, folks. I appreciate any support in any form you can give. All right, then. That's enough with the begging bowl. Let's get back to the podcast. Do you know that there are so many people screaming at this uh, podcast at the moment because we're talking about GSs and adventure bikes? Do you, do you get do you get the hatred even on the pan? Do you get the hatred mm. off of people that are just like, can you stop talking about adventure bikes? Uh, no, we get the. Would you call it? I get. I get the. You don't really get the nod for the adventure bike owners because they look at it and go, oh, "That's one of the fucking ugly Pan Americas." And then you don't get the nod for the Harley people because they go, oh, "That's one of the Pan Americas. That's not a real Harley." And you're going, <laughs> "No, I don't really care." Nod, nod, nod. I don't care. I, I make a point of nodding to everybody. I don't care. I'm Mopeds. Okay. I don't care. Yeah. I just nod, wave at everybody. If you're okay, not to go in two wheels, they deserve ah. the nod. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Um, I really don't care. <clears throat> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Having said all of this, this year I'm hopefully returning to my roots. I'm trying to I'm trying to get my jigsaw back on the road. Yeah. Oh, nice. So so I'm I'm hoping to actually get a few rides, maybe even do a tour or two on on the jigsaw, on the beast, the original beast, if I can get that back up and running. But I'm a wee bit like you, Ian, what you're saying about, you know, when you're trying to get on Aye. some bikes these days yes. with the mature coat that uh, we we gentlemen wear these this time of year, this uh, <laughs> at this age. I have sat Absolutely. on the jigsaw in my garage and thought, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, might, how, I, might, how, I might need to do a wee bit of exercise before I get back on this thing. <laughs> My, my plan to save money in a heated vest hasn't worked properly. You know what I mean? But that's see, that's but then the way I think about it is you see see that extra coat that we're wearing. That's mm -hmm. to save me spending money on extra heated gear. Like and it. That's just my yep. own and and I get I get fun, much more fun getting that coat ready than I do having to arse about trying to get the heated one on, then try to get it plugged into the bike. I can't be bothered with that. Oh mate. The faff, the faff involved with heated kit is what totally turned me off. I, I got sent a load of stuff from Kais last year for this Kais inspiring riders thing that they did. And see having to just plug yourself into everything at the start of every fucking ride. And every time I filled the bike up with fuel and got off the bike and got back on, I, I just I just got bored. I got bored with it. I genuinely just I'm like, I'd rather be cold. The, the jacket, the jacket was superb. The jacket is the one bit of kit which I've I've I kept and I've still got there. And when it's cold, I'll use it because the the heated jacket amazing. <clears throat> but the gloves and the socks that I had just I was like, give it. A, you know, I'd rather have heated grips to be honest. Although I would, have loved, I would have loved to have seen you win that case adventure thing, having watched. Richie's videos and <laughs> all, all off the road. Get arson it along the Icelandic volcano ash, completely <laughs> off road. There was there was like two two roads. Yeah. I mean, a tiny wee bit of road to get to the you mean the crud, and then there was a tiny bit of road to get for the crud back to the end of the thing. The rest of the time was spent in volcanic ash. <laughs> and that a new idea of hell, mate. They didn't. They didn't uh, tell anybody that. They didn't tell oh. anyone that. <laughs> At the time, it was like, win a free holiday to Iceland. Everyone's like, yeah, I love that. <laughs> I may laugh. By the way, it's 90% volcanic ash. Yeah, it's no holiday. 
Aye, it looked, uh, for all it was very scenic. Do you know I mean uh, that looked like an absolute? It didn't look like a fun ride. I mean, of a man of my technical ability, that did not look like a fun ride. I, I think like Rich, Rich is the perfect guy for that because Rich has got you know he's he's a photographer. He's keen keen photographer. He's very good at his cinematography. He he captured the beauty of the landscape perfectly. And he loves riding in the dirt. He loves off-road and he's reasonably handy at it as well. So he's definitely the best the best candidate for that one for sure. Aye, wouldn't he? I, I, I looked at I watched the, that video series and I went, oh, that looks like so much fun. But no. And then looked at the price and went, hell no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hell no, that's no cheap. I'm not doing that. No thanks. Excuse me, sorry if I keep coughing, boys. Right, that was the first one with Brett. Cheers, Brett. Thank you for that, mate. Next one, Lee Vigor. How you doing, Lee? Hi, all. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year, pal. Happy, Happy New Year, year mate. mate. What are your New Year resolutions, and what's the biggest thing you've planned for this year? Oh, 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 oh. I'm not a big advocate of New Year's resolutions purely because 99 times at 100, they end up getting kiboshed. Right. Mm. It's just one of the but if there's anything that I've decided this year is I've decided and a bit of it obviously your mantra, but fuck it, I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. That's my new mantra. I'm just fuck it, I'm doing it. So I'm just gonna go for it. That Do could be a t shirt too. Yeah, fuck it, I'm doing it. That's yeah, I mean if I see <laughs> that on the Twitter page, I'll be phoning you up, Bruce and uh, <laughs> live your life. Yeah. Fuck it, I'm doing it. Fuck it, I'm doing it. So that's what I'm going to try and do a bit more of this year is just fuck it, I'm doing it. Again, I had that kind of started it last year and then obviously saw when the chicken strips do come out, I went, ah, fuck it, I'm doing it. And just, you know I mean, was straight on there and going, I'm doing it. And then I told the wife, oh, by the way, I'm away for a week and me. Um, that's what week. I did that's what I did. I, I arranged all these tours, got them all booked. <laughs> and it's, think, uh, I'm pretty much away next year, dear. I think you meant around the world. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> By the way, dear, I'm away for a week. Four hundred yeah. days later. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, just popping out. Remember me? <laughs> so I don't. I don't. Don't set New Year's resolutions because you just break them. It's pointless. Just live by something. And this year, it's fuck it. I'm doing it. But the last right. next year, we'll see. And what's yeah. the biggest thing you've got planned for the year? Um. Right now, obviously, the, the Flying Scotsman tour is the biggest one. Um, that's the biggest one I've planned so far because we're only, what, in the, what is it, the fifth or something? Fifth, the fifth. The fifth. So it's only a weekend. Um, so that's the that's the biggest one. Um, I think at some point I'll be going to India this year. We work. Um, so if I'm going there, I'm going to get a ride when I'm out there because a lot of the boys ride, believe it or not, Royal Enfield. So saying, oh, don't worry, we'll set you up. We'll get you sorted. Just you mean get out so hopefully get out to India this year I was supposed to go last year and then obviously something happened with the family so couldn't get so this year that'll be hopefully on the cards again and get a bit of riding in India not in the centre of Mumbai because that's fucking suicide I was going to say where about where about in India do you it's know M- it's Mumbai it is Mumbai, <laughs> it is Mumbai. good luck <laughs> <laughs> just, it's dead easy just sit on the horn and just avoid traffic if it's that side of the road this side of the road it doesn't really matter as long as you're avoiding traffic it's fine yeah they, they don't really give a damn about sides of the road really do no no you just go don't you they just seem to they just seem to work they just seem to figure it out so yes yeah, what about yourself yeah. Ian 
Uh, well, I'm not setting the bar too high with the old um, with the old uh, resolutions. So really, my New Year's resolution is to remember to write 2023 and everything. So that that's probably about, you know if I, can, <laughs> if I can get away with that, then I'm doing well. You know, I think um, again. A lot of things have happened over last year that kind of just kind of reframing what's important, mm. you know, and again, live your life stuff and all that, you know, it's like, it's, it's about finding contentment in things rather than always feeling, um, you know, like you're reaching for something else. So, Aye. you know, so, you know, so just, just doing more things that I like to do. I don't have anything such planned. Um, we're talking about maybe looking at seeing whether we can go to Japan, maybe looking at seeing whether we can go to Australia. Um, <clears throat> um, but again, that that's, that may be too expensive. It might be it may just not be you know logistically possible. But really, just doing more things that I that, that give me contentment. Hence, why I bought a saxophone. I thought I don't care whether I'm terrible at it or not. I'll just I'll just have fun. You know, it, it being part of that process, you know, and I, and I think it's about just, again, just that whole, you know, it's not about what you have, it's about what you do with what you've got, you know. I love I that. Bet you, I bet you I love that. wife contentment. To be fair, she's been very encouraging so far. So, you know, yeah, yeah, actively encouraging. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I know, obviously, if John... When John, when John passes his test and everything, I'll get to spend a fair amount of time with him, both doing something that we know we're going to love doing together. So mm. you know, that's, that's brilliant. You know, I, I, yeah. I love that. I think that's very true. What you just said there, Ian, about about uh, about realizing the value of what you have and not constantly <laughs> striving for more. Like yep. <clears throat> it's it's like this. I I have I I battle with that constantly. Now life is pretty much on YouTube, you know. Now that's that's mm. my my job now. It's my role is, and I'm I, I all last year. And in fact, I'd say for the last couple of years, I've been figures chasing. You know, like how many subs have I got? How many views has that one got? What's the comments like? Yeah, you're, yeah. you're constantly trying the podcast, trying to grow it, grow everything. You're just, you just you want more. Give me more. Give me more constantly, and that fucks your head up it really mm. does it I, I i used to listen to people on in the media talking about the pressures of social media and what i used to think get a grip you're a grown-ass adult do you know what i mean like if you don't like yeah, it don't yeah. do it yeah. but it, it is incredible how quickly it can envelop you and and almost poison you because you you that's you just become a slave to it. It's like, well, mm -hmm. I, I need more. I've got to have more. How do I get more? And that's no way to live life, is it? And um, definitely the latter half of, in fact, last year, pretty much, I'd say from about February, March, April time, is Richie Vida actually. Richie Vida was the one that that said to me because we have a little WhatsApp group and we were all seeing figures drop as everyone was going back to work. And, and it was like, oh, you know, shit, what are we going to do? And Rich, Rich has never been one that's chased figures, believe it or not. And he just turned around and he said, look, I just make the content that I enjoy making. I really don't care if I don't get views on it. I'm just going to make the content that I enjoy. And the people that enjoy that content will come to the channel naturally. And I thought to myself, that's that's brilliant. That's that's the way it should be. You're not gonna get you're not gonna get massive growth, but 
you're going to be happier, definitely. You know, if you make the content you want to make and make it as good as you want it to be, that's surely the way to go. So I sort of set my sights on that last year. And then this year, definitely that's what I'm, I just want to try and continue that yeah. through this year. We, we say that to every podcast, don't we? We say, look, whether there's one person listening or a hundred thousand people listening, it Aye. doesn't, it, as long as somebody's enjoying it, we we will we will continue to make it and it you know because it is about just being uh, having that something you're creating something for yourself Aye. and if other people enjoy it then even better even better you know what I mean absolutely yeah. if one person we don't really if anything else we started at Merge just so that we could talk shit for tours basically I mean and that's the way that's the way we've always looked at it we've always kind of looked at that kind of you know it's probably never going to replace your jobs we've kind of came to terms with that you mean mm-hmm. we just know that either popular or lucky or you mean we're two Scottish guys and they can really understand us um, <laughs> Either way, we don't really care. Um, we're yeah. hanging out for the lottery. Um, and if that lottery comes, then we'll continue to do the podcast. We'll just date from a beach in Barbados. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, it'll just be two average bikers on a beach. Yeah, um, yeah. So, two average bikers in a different time zone. That'll be it, you know. So. And I'm, I'm you. I think if you've got if you've got 10 subscribers or you've got 100,000 subscribers and they come to your channel religiously, because they enjoy what you do and they relate mm-hmm. to you and they connect to you. That's better than having a million subscribers that are just racking up numbers that don't really participate, that don't get involved and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So I can I see Richie's point. I mean, I think that's probably the best way to, to kind of go about it. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be honest and say I, I followed Million Dollar Bogan Oh. Um, because he was doing his kind of wasn't he really a world tour he kind of did a bit of tour here in the UK and then he went and did America mm-hmm. and it was fine it was kind of getting I thought I'm really enjoying this and I've still got them there but I don't really watch his videos mm-hmm. where it's the likes of yourself and Richie and TMF and Man Cave Moto I've started watching as well and his mm-hmm. stuff's quite good his latest one that he's doing he's kind of ride for his dad thing that's Aye. just uh-huh. that, it's trying and it's not even the greatest roads in the world it's no it, but it's just that there's something about that content and what, why he's doing it and stuff like that that just pulls you in it's a human <laughs> element it's a story behind Aye. it isn't it yeah. yeah so again it's I mean I, 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 I think you're doing the right thing. I, I wouldn't bother with chasing the numbers. No. I mean, this is a thing. This is a thing for me is that, you know, I think most, most YouTubers in my situation, you know, with 70 odd thousand subs, although 70,000 is a, it's an insane number. It's a crazy number, but it's not huge by YouTube standards. And most people with that couldn't go full-time. I shouldn't be able to go full-time with that because I don't I don't make a lot of money off the views on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know, like, as, as you just said there, Dan, most of my income comes off the back of Patreon. And that's because of the community that has been built up <clears throat> over yeah. the last, you know, 10, well, I suppose, let's say, let's say six years properly, I've, I've been doing it on YouTube. Um, and, and I think if I hadn't, if you, if you, if you haven't invested that time uh, into nurturing and growing, like a strong community, then, you know, I I certainly wouldn't be in the position I'm in where I can, I hate to say rely, but, you know, at the moment I am relying on, on people over in the clan on Patreon to, to effectively keep a roof over my head at the moment. 
So, uh, you know, I, I value that massively, certainly do. But it's interesting what you said there, um, Darren, about people like Million Dollar Bogan and that. You know, you, I think the longer you've been on something like YouTube or any of the social media platforms, you see people come and go, don't you? You see people just arrive on the scene, bang, like that, and you're like, wow, that the content's amazing, and they throw everything at it, and they get this monumental growth, and they ride that tidal wave and it lasts, you know, sometimes it lasts six months, sometimes it lasts a year, two years, three years. But I would say the vast majority of them just fade out, whether they burn out and they can't keep up that momentum, that pace. But there's not many that that have any longevity there at all. No, yeah. I don't think there's any that I, I can't. I think when I first started watching YouTube, especially in the biting scene, mm-hmm. it was Elk Phaser 1, if you remember Elk Phaser 1. Do you know no. what I mean? And um, and again, but he he was the same. He, he had loads of great content. He did CBT stuff. He did bike test stuff. He did reviews. He did maintenance. He did a bit like TMF does. Mm-hmm. And he lasted again. I can't remember two or three years or something. And then it just stopped. The content just stopped. Do you know what I mean? And then that's when I think the likes of yourself and TMF uh, TMF started appearing and that kind of stuff. And then that's when you I mean. And I don't know if that was just circumstance that was the, the time where everybody started getting into bike vlogging or vlogging. and then there was that kind of spike in it i haven't seen anyone lately that's kind of been on and then kind of faded away um but there's there's a couple of there's a couple of guys i know scottish guys particularly that were doing a lot of stuff around training and advanced riding and mm in Scotland and all that kind of stuff that again they lasted about six months and the numbers were quite decent and then pff, gone mm-hmm. yeah you're like what happened there do you know what I mean mm. so I don't know if it's just people I think if, I don't know if it just affects because you know what it's like it's a and we, I think I've had more appreciation this year or last year I'm going to keep saying 2022 because Ian used to do all anything we were going to do video wise because we don't have loads of stuff on on YouTube because no. we're primarily a podcast and we do try to do some stuff and get it up there, but it just takes so long to edit and having mm. full time jobs and Ian does other stuff and on you I mean aside from his normal job around doing work and video work and all that stuff. The time we edit stuff and edits a killer, and I never really took that into account. Mm-hmm. I just thought yeah. well, I can edit an audio podcast in jig time quite quickly. But this year I thought, I'm going to learn Premiere Pro or 22. I'm going to learn Premiere Pro and I'm going to edit some stuff and we'll do some stuff on Zoom and we'll capture that and we'll make these snippets and we'll do like kind of wee highlight reels and stuff. Aye. And it just eats into your time. It's Absolutely. so, it's fucking takes ages to edit stuff. But then I, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing folk, I, I see folk now like on the socials and they're, they're like, they seem to create videos, like proper full-on YouTube vids. I don't just mean the social media, like minute-long reels and TikTok mm. stuff, but proper <clears throat> YouTube vids of like 8 minutes, 10 minutes, 15, 20 minutes plus. They're creating them. They're getting them done in like a day or two. I'm like, it, it, like a 20-minute video takes me minimum, minimum three days. Minimum, unless it's like a, unless it's something I've shot in my office like this. If you're talking about going out on a bike, talking shit whilst you've got cameras and everything rolling, one of those vids takes me a minimum three days, if not five, uh, to to edit. And I, I just, 
I don't I don't understand how people do it so quick. I think you know, sometimes <laughs> you 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 probably like like we talked we talked before, didn't we, about Peter McKinnon's work and how amazing that mm. is. But but what what you what you don't know unless you watch a lot of stuff is how big his team is. You know? Yeah. And how many other people are involved in doing that. So when you're a lone person with a full time job and then my side hustles, my video and my photography, my acting my musicals and that kind of stuff, right? All that stuff that I do, right, on this head hustle whilst trying to edit video. And mm-hmm. I want it to look as good as Peter McKinnon's videos. Oh, yeah. I don't want it I don't want it to look like a lot of the stuff you watch on YouTube, which is really, really bad. You know, yet somehow people have, you know, tens of thousands of subscribers and people are quite happy to watch rubbish videos, you know. Um, you know, um so uh, and and I, and, I don't and, think he's having a pop at you there, Bruce right? No, absolutely <laughs> absolutely not. Absolutely not. You know excuse me. I'm I'm, I'm talking about your Quite a lot of people who just sit in front of a desk and shout at you for fifteen minutes, you know, about about nothing, you know. So, like, I mean, I'm I'm terrible for watching. Like, what's what? Somebody's like, these here's the new Harley Davidson models going out in 2023, and you turn on, you start watching it, you know, any of the guys that these American guys, and they just shout at you for twenty minutes about something that actually they they don't know anything more than you do. And you're like, that annoys me. The press pack vids, they really annoy me. Moto Bob, I used to get really pissed off when Moto Bob first came on the scene because I was like, he's he's just taking the press pack and put his own twist to it. Mm -hmm. But then I met him and then I looked at his vids and I was like, he's actually put a lot of graft in there. You know, it's like, Uh, there's there's a lot of his own stuff done here. And like, he's managed to keep, like even like things like the colour grading of all, all the different clips that he's used. You know, as somebody that edits, I look at it and go, oh man, he's put, he spent some time there balancing all the colours on everything to make sure yeah. everything has a similar feel to it. And, uh, you know, I, I sort of got a newfound, a newfound uh, respect for, for Moto Bob and then started watching more of his channel. I was like, shit, it's actually a really good bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And, but then you watch somebody like Fortnite, whose stuff is oh. just, uh, just incredible, you know. Yeah. And, it's and, TV and, stuff, and, isn't it? TV quality. TV, and you're going, how, how are you not? doing more than, than what you're doing but he's not mm. putting a video every every two days either mm-mm, he's mm-mm. you know like the quality of his kind of stuff and then there's a girl I watch um, as a Her Two Wheels American girl and she's she's like relatively new rider probably right. not now but it's not much. big Harley and, and she goes all around America all up and around and, and it's just for her it's the enthusiasm and quite a lot of her videos there's been mistakes in them and, and she just keeps all that stuff in but it's just right. that like like you know like yourself and like that you know when you're, when you're watching your stuff there's just a pattern and I love for what you're doing, mm. you know, and and that's her, and actually the recent thing she was watching. She put a thing out about, um, and this will be a YouTube thing. You might you might be kind of forced to do this, uh, you know, yourself. But it's about having to do these reels. She doesn't mm-hmm. want to do reels. She doesn't want to. But there's the whole algorithm and everything, so that she yeah. was kind of basically saying, "I'm apologising to all the people that don't want to watch reels, but in order for me to do things in YouTube, I've got to keep putting these reels out to be, you know, and things. And is that something? I, mean, I was curious to find out. Is that something that's? It's definitely promoted more. Um, I I started doing the reels probably um, a couple of months ago. Um, mm. So I, I was doing little teaser vids. I was trying to do wee teasers for some of my vids and for the podcast especially. And they were generally like two, three, four minute long type things. Yeah. And then reels came out and you're limited to a maximum one minute. <clears throat> and um, I thought, how you know how can you do a realistic trailer for a minute long? But you, 
because of TikTok, you can. Absolutely. You know, you, you really have to be ruthless with the edit. And I find it actually helps because you you really do have to cut out all the chaff and just go for maximum mm. impact. Sometimes you I think I've done a couple of a couple of little reels that are like 35, 40 seconds long. And 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 I think to myself, I could maybe cut another five off that, you know, and it's just the mm. way things are now. Yeah. But I definitely notice having I'm probably going to let some secrets out. Everybody will be doing reels now. But having done the reels, I saw a big, well, actually my views doubled. My views across my channel doubled. And although they don't monetize reels, I don't think at the moment, so did my uh, income, you know, my ad revenue that first month over, it, it almost tripled what I normally make. Um, you know, it's my biggest month mm. ever was just from, because I did a couple of reels. And one of them was as simple as, I think it was a GS max speed. It was literally, I was editing, I was editing some content and I had a bit where I was coming back from uh, Romania and I was heading to the um, Jekyll and Hyde exhaust place in the Netherlands. So I was on the Autobahn and I just thought, you know, I was sat with the GS pinned anyway. And I just thought I'll whack the cameras on and, record it top speed on the GS and it was just a minute long thing saying GS tops GS max speed I think was the the title and that I think is my biggest viewing vid on any platform ever and it was crazy it's still to this day I think it's still the top performing yeah. vid it's crazy and it's 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 literally me sat on a motorway pinning a GS that's it this is tech this is the TikTok generation that's causing this though 100% yeah, 100%. 20 seconds just flick, 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 flick. But if it brings people into channel, is that a bad thing? That's the way I look at it. I just look at it now that you as a as a content creator, you have to extend your tentacles. <laughs> you know, you've just got to get your fingers in as many pies as <clears throat> possible <clears throat> and wiggle them so that as many people see this as possible and, and sort of bring them back to the mothership, try and direct everything back to whatever, you know, whether it's your brand or whatever it is that you need. You know, you, you've got to get out there and, and get people's attention because there's so much competition for it now. Even on podcasts, say, I mean, right. you go... I mean, even when I started my podcast uh, right at the start of lockdown, so it's the right at the beginning of 2020, I think it was about February, March, April time, I think I started, just as lockdown started. When was that? Maybe even May. Even then, there wasn't that much competition in the motorcycle podcast sector, certainly in the UK. I think there was probably only... There was probably only five discernible ones, I think. I remember looking at the charts. And within my first couple of episodes, this this was like, I think, number two. And Chasing the Racing was number one. You know, and, and I'm like, I've done like three episodes. It's like, how the hell is this up there already? Beating, beating like mm. um, uh, thingy ch chatter. Uh, what's it called? Oh, God. Full chatter and all these other podcasts. And I was like, how the hell's that happened? But then now there's shed loads of them out there now. I don't think I don't think I get in the top I haven't been in the top ten for a while. I know that for sure. Um so it's the competition's a lot harder. Much, yeah. much harder. because uh, when we when we started, it was the that was the same thing. It was like, do you know what? Because I'd been obviously listening to your show, right? The brutal. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. And I'm going, this is quite good. This is, but do you know what? Do you know the only thing I think is missing is I'd like a wee bit of kind of update on what the news, what's happening, latest bikes, latest, what's coming, what's mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, you were just doing the pure interview stuff, which, I mean, I still to this day listen to and still enjoy. Um, with the exception of the road skin guys, odd quality, odd quality was terrible. Was um, it? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. He was sat right back, wasn't he? It's not that Ian's such a nice guy. I met him up at Thunder and Glen and him, the brother boy that just hit they had me in hysterics, they're quite funny. But you're right, there was only half a dozen or so at the time. Mm-hmm. And nothing really you know I mean there there. And I was like and that's when I said to Ian, let's let's do something similar. But you're right, no. You know I mean, it's just there's loads of them. Mm-hmm. Even MCN brought out the own version mm-hmm. with a nod. Do you know I mean? And I don't know, I don't know how that's doing. I listened to a couple of the episodes, and it was like, it's it's fine. There's a couple of nice wee anecdotes in there, but it's not really. You know I mean, mm. I, I didn't enjoy it as much. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Um, but I, but you're right. There's absolutely loads of them out there now. Everybody's yeah. doing podcasts. Yeah, there there are so many. It's hard to listen to them as well now because there's, excuse me, there's just so much different stuff out there. Like, like what's what's your what's your what's your top podcast? Any genre? What's your podcast of choice? One that you, you'll always look and all oh, right, it's a new episode of that. Let's have a listen. Uh, I've got two, I suppose. I still do brew time because obviously you mean you don't need to say that. Come on, come on. No, no, still <laughs> stuff comes up in social. And there's a couple that I've looked at. And went, don't know who that is. I'm going mm. to listen because I want to know who they are. Oh, okay. Um, and then the other one is the one that um, what's his face? The comedian boy. Um, Chris Ramsey, the one him and his wife do. Oh, um, Mike yeah. Shari Denoid. Aye, that one. I, I listen to that because I just think you know I mean there's some really weird people out there. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? it's, it's like that's just so weird. Do you know what I mean just some really strange, strange people out there? Um, <laughs> there is the Haley Atwell. I don't know the actress. Mm-hmm. She's got one out, which is a kind of spy stories one, which I'd listened to a few lately, and they're quite interesting. It's a, it's a, they're actual real spy stories, but obviously, you mean they're told in a kind of, and they don't last long, they're only about 30, 35 minutes, but they're really quite interesting as well. And it helps that they hear that well, was talking on it because she's definitely got a voice for podcasts. I've, I've never heard of that one. I'll check that one out. I'll, 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 Dig it what it was called, but it's it's it's, it's all it's true spy stories. I love all um, that. It's told and I think it's again because they are re- relatively short. You mean they're really really easy to listen to. Aye. I mean, um, so I, I'll definitely those three probably. What about yourself, Ian? For, for me, just I just I and and it's probably a bit controversial, bearing in mind his um, press recently and some of his stuff. But I just love the old Ricky Gervais show mm-hmm. with him and Steve Merchant and Carol Pilkington. I can oh, yeah, re-listen yeah. to them all the time and yep. just and I, and I, I it's I just I, I will always go back and listen to them. I I, I really like Ricky Gervais. I've, I've since the Office, since I discovered the Office before I watched the Office and loved it before. It was people knew about it, you know, yeah. um, and, I, and I just, I just got it. I just got that level of humour. So for me, it's always Ricky Gervais. But I've started watching on um, 
as Apple TV or Netflix can remember, the only murders in the building. So I'm intrigued that there is this whole genre of people who um, are amateur sleuths that try and solve murders. You know, um, so I'm going to have to start looking into that because that 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 fascinates me. Um, so it's a TV program, obviously with um, Steve Martin and uh, Martin Short and and uh, is it Selena Gomez? Is it anyway? So and it's it's about these three people who do a podcast <laughs> about but they're only ever going to investigate murders that happen in their building in New York. But there's a whole kind of amateur sleuth trying to solve murders podcast people out there, which I just think sounds so bizarre and Whoa. weird. But I'm, I'm going to have to <laughs> find out more about that, you know? That's on my watch list, Ian. Right, that's good. So guys, that's good. It's good fun. I'd never heard of that. Yeah. Is that Netflix, did you say? Hey. Apple it TV. might be Disney Plus, actually. No, I can't oh, think of it. Is, you know, because now they've got that star thing now. So, um, um, but it's, uh, no, it's I can't afford Disney Plus. I haven't got it. Uh, I came, I got it free with something. So, um, <laughs> I'm sure I subscribed to something. Got it free, but uh, yeah. So, um, uh, it's quite good. Yeah. So, but there's obviously this whole kind of. It's probably it might be too American. I don't know when I when I find a decent one, but that that does fascinate me. But I'll, I will continually go back and listen to Ricky Gervais's podcast, mm. especially. In fact, it's Carol Pilton more than anyone else that I just I just he's adore. Adore because he's because he just says everything that you want to say yep. when you hear things and you just don't do it because because you know because because you, you get this sense of you know I'm not going to say that and he just he just says it and you just go I wish <laughs> I wish I had the confidence to just be like that and just say do you know what I just don't get it why you know do you so, remember do you remember that travel uh, show travel oh, series he did loved it. Oh, it was, loved it, it was it. just awesome wasn't it. When the they day, just sent him away on places. The, the the day that he sat down to eat a frog being cooked in some sort of rural place in China just oh. was one of the one of the best moments of television in the planet for me. It's just Sweetie. watching these watching these faces are cooking this frog and, and you know on He was on the bus. Hood. He uh, was on the bus going to the Great Wall of China and everyone was sat on the bus just snorting and uh, you know, just oh, being Chinese yeah. basically, and he was just sat there like what and he's, <laughs> Traveling through China, rationing his quavers. Do you know what yeah, I mean? It's just, right. <laughs> so, so good. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but um, I think that'd, be, that'd, that'd be my shout. Yeah. What was that? True Spies. True Spies. Right. That real podcast. I'll check that one out then. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just the old faithful, to be honest. I, I always. I'll always have a look to see who's been on Rogan, see who he, who he's had because he does three uh, a week, doesn't he? And I I love listening to Two Bears One Cave. That's Tom Segura and Burt Kreisler, two American comics. They 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 uh, publish on a Monday. They just have me in stitches. Those two could talk about the phone book, and I'll they just have me mm. laughing. They're, they're just funny, funny guys. Uh, who else is there? I like uh, Infinite Monkey Cage. Have you heard that? It's the BBC. Yes, I have, yes. I have Professor been, yeah. Brian Cox. Yeah, I love yeah, I just yeah. love all I love astronomy and physics and just listening to, to Brian Cox talk about the star. any kind of yeah, the stars, space, physics. It just I just sit there and listen. Yeah. I, I, one, one, of, one of the books I got for Christmas is um the the description of existential physics. Wow. From, a, from an author, so you know the whole concept of it, you know of a, some sort of existential existence through physics. So I'm kind of quite looking forward to reading that. So yeah, I must I must tune into the the monkey cage. Absolutely. I love them. I love them. When they start talking about ma- magnitude of of like space as we know it, mm. <laughs> and you just you can't yeah. comprehend it when they start yeah. talking about stuff. 
18 million light years away. And they just say it like it rolls off the back of the tongue and you're just like, <laughs> hang on. So that's that's going to take 18 million light years for the light to come back to me. And by the time I've seen it, it no longer exists. Is that right? Uh, <laughs> Is that- yeah. And it hasn't for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, just, wow. You know, not, nothing you see out there actually exists anymore. Oh, wow. Don't. Oh, that's you know? just going to blow my head. We need to sit with a funny <laughs> cigarette now and just contemplate yeah, exactly. things. If you want, uh, if you want something a bit more home to your <laughs> home, home to your 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 country of birth, and um, BBC Sounds have a podcast called Making Tain Nuts, and it's four Scottish guys. Right, they run about the kind of Edinburgh Fife area, so they all talk about fun again, but <laughs> they talk about just random. Sh- they just pick like random shit, like the Egyptian. I've, I've heard clips from that. Funnily enough, yeah. talk about yeah. the Egyptians, right? And they literally just rip the piss at each other for a good half hour. What's it's it called? Making tea nuts. Oh, it's so funny! Oh, one of the ones I'll put it on when I'm washing the car or washing the bike or something, and like folk will pass by, and I'm obviously in hysterics and don't realise <laughs> it. Oh, I'm gonna have to find that. I'm gonna have to listen. That it's sounds like it's right up my straza. That it's on BBC oh. Sounds. Right, check that out. Right, nice one, Lee. Uh, I think we answered your question there, pal. Biggest thing you've got planned for this year? I think we've we've all addressed that, haven't we? Yep, I think so. Yeah, I, th- I think we have. Next yes. one, Mark Fulcher. Help me, ducks. I've been lazy and I've copied and pasted the questions that I submitted for Vanessa. Fortunately, very generic, so you can be a- so they can be answered by all. Oh yeah, folks, if you've not if you've not sussed this out already, this week's guest was originally going to be uh, Vanessa Rock Girl on a bike, but she's had to uh, not cancel. She's coming back on in March, um, but the chaps obviously have have stepped in very kindly, short notice. Uh, so, a couple of questions. After overindulging on the crimble dinner and subsequently nature has to run its course, I found myself having a sense of pride that a one wiper was on its way. So my question is, do you ever judge the wipe count while sitting down or is this just me or is it a man thing? You were going to ask that question to Vanessa. (laughs) In, In fairness, I think she'd probably say it's not just a guy thing. Wow, I don't really want to think about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know equal ops and all that, but the one that always surprises me is the ghost jobby. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's the one that always surprises me. Do you know what I mean? If, it, if it's a one wiper and a ghost jobby, happy days. Do you know what I mean? That's mere time I can spend, I mean, listening to podcasts, making podcasts, or editing, or doing something else. At the risk of, at the risk of divulging, Possibly way too much information here with people. Um, I believe in sharing, but I, I may overstep the mark here. I'm having the polar opposite issue these days, and that it's it's like a constant wipe. It's just never ends. So what's going on? You, you, you're, you're you're suffering from the Crayola syndrome, where you've got a brown crayon stuck up your backside. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Absolutely. And there's What's nothing going on? Get, it's not when you get to the end and you go, fuck for that. And then you go to stand up and you go, well, wait a minute. Oh, hang on. Difficult. Stop. Second album. Sit back in the middle. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's it. Yeah. You was, uh... fucking square one. You have to flush halfway through. It's just. <laughs> I'm lost. glad it's not just me then. Right. No, no, no definitely. Yep. Yeah. It's, uh, it's uh, I call it the brown crayon moment. Yeah. I like that. Crayola. Crayola. Ghost sure. poo and the Crayola. Yeah, that's it. Love it. 
Love it. We used to call, well, I used to call him uh, an SMT meeting. So it's when SMT senior management, uh, SMT senior management team. Um, and I used to call it, you know, when you sit down and then you're just farting and nothing actually ever happens. So it's just all hot air. Uh, yeah. That to me, I just use that. Right, that's, that's an SMT meeting, that one. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Or, uh, or could have been an email. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. yeah you know what I mean? That's when all those meetings could have been an email. What happened to you? Why are you in there for an hour? Could have been an email. And obviously we talk about a difficult second album, but you know, I mean, that's, that's yeah. one of Ian's favourites. You know I mean? That the, was funny. The, 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 if you ever caught that podcast, that was the one that you kind of semi-lost it, didn't you? Semi-lost it. There's about half an hour uh, of that yeah. episode that I can't speak. You, know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned the difficult second yeah. album. Yeah, I, I feel like a, there's a couple of new t-shirt designs here. Quite I like this. I Difficult did. second yeah. album. Crayola. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Crayola, yeah. yeah. Do some work here. Um, right, so going mm-hmm. back to uh, to Mark's question, do you ever judge the white count while sitting down? Absolutely. Because then you've got to judge if you get enough lure all there. Why? Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's, it's, it's the risk assessments of all risk assessments when you walk in there. Absolutely. You've got, you've got, you've got to kind of make an assumption based on the Borborygmus uh, or the tummy rumblings, you know, whether or not it's going to be a Camden, you <laughs> whether or not, you know, whether or not you're going to need to go and get yourself that second role. Absolutely. You know, yeah. I think it's, it's, it's a science now. I think I reckon Brian Cox could probably do a whole podcast on it about his infinite monkey cage. And I bet he could make it really interesting as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. There'd be some sort of existential physics explanation to 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 that moment when you walk in and you have to you have to do make that call right there and then, you know? Is it bad? I don't, I, is it bad? I can hear them right now. <laughs> hear him, I'm buying tickets. I'm ready to go and watch That's it. Oh well you'll see like you know when my bum hits the carpet. <laughs> so yeah, that's no, not think, bad. That's not a bad impression, <laughs> I think I think you're right, but white, white count has to be considered. And then you, you know you, you give yourself a kind of proverbial high five when you get it right, and you go, "I have judged that perfectly." Right, <laughs> right amount of paper, right time, and you go, you know, and then you know, window, when I opened the window first, you know, I did it all right, oh, did it in the right order. It's not oh, your first just, radio, oh, rodeo, is it? It's not my first Crayola. And, you know, it's, <laughs> I mean, so, By the you know, way, there was a comedian on, <laughs> on our Christmas, and he said, this is the trick, especially if you're in someone else's house, right? If you're in someone else's throne, this is the trick, right? You... Put a bit of, you obviously put a bit of toilet roll in. You do usually you go, you go for a number one. The number one just naturally happens first, right? Then the minute the number two comes, flush day away, then start the wipe. That apparently gets rid of the smell quicker. Oh, okay. Well, well. So. I've not tried it yet. I haven't tested that. It's not that I've not been. It's just every time you go, I forget. You mean the, and mine's you know on other things at the time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like how many sheets have I got in that roll? Yeah. Does that roll got cardboard in it? Because that means there's less sheets in it, or is it one of these ones that are new come without cardboard in? And that just throws my mask. Oh god, in. I've not faced one of them yet. Mm, there we go. So that's a, it's a, you know, it's one of those things, isn't it? You know, it's I'm, I'm it's a new, genuinely a new experience. I'm perturbed. I'm perturbed. Can you see I, it in I, my face? I'm perturbed yeah, at the thought I'm the of same. this. I've never, I've never experienced a non-cardboard, st- structurally bound piece of. I don't like change. I don't no. do change. 
So, I'm, I'm not ready for this. March, I expect this question to be asked to her as well. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe. I can't believe he, he was going to ask her that question. But he's going to make me ask her that question. Yeah. Yes, I can't believe that. You don't, and you probably don't screen the questions. I don't. No. I so, don't. Before you knew it, that hole would have been half dug. Do you know what I mean? Wow. Half wiped. One out of two. Half wiped. <laughs> <laughs> right. Secondly, personally, I don't believe in the whole New Year's resolutions bollocks. However, I wondered if this is something that tickles your pickle. What have you said you're going to achieve this year and or change? Bruce, you best say the bloody tractor. Tractor. We've we've covered New Year's resolutions already, yeah, haven't yeah. we? Yeah. yeah. Think so. Yeah, yeah. Change. The only thing to add to that, just to you know, I mean quickly move it away for the Criola conversation, is I think from a from a show perspective this year, we need to get out, we need to get out more and get a few more bikes done this year. And yes. the good thing is, is there is a lot more bikes out this year. Having been doing AMTN Live at the tail end of last year, mm-hmm. we knew a, a wish list. I think yes. So we need to go and start chapping doors and start asking asking people to come on the show and all that kind of stuff because you mean we were at, we asked a few people last year and you mean obviously you had came on and then we had another couple of people came on with Robert Gracie for Stirling Eco and we'd um, cut other people in but we never really got some of the ones that we really wanted to and mm. come the start of the year I just started firing out emails again saying listen. We had this wee show, we'd like to come on, and we just went high. Last year, we even emailed Tom Cruise and asked Tom Cruise to come on. We did, yes, Sam. We, 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 we went in the danger zone. We yeah. danger did you get a reply? No. No. Nothing. Nothing. No. But keep again, at it. Keep at it. Don't worry, we will. we keep tapping on doors. That's it. Um, I, you know, that that's something that I find not not hard, but... The way I the way I book folk in usually for the podcast is I'll do it like a month or two in advance. So I'll I'll sort of just sit and I'll whack out loads and loads and loads of DMs across like generally I find people on Instagram most of the time. So I'll just DM folk. Just a load of people and um I'll try and book up the next month or two. And then that gives you like it gives you a month, two months sort of grace period oh. where you go, right, I've got I've got my schedule, I'm all sorted now. And then generally when it starts wittering down to a month or two weeks before that's all done, you're like, right, need to go through it again. Well, obviously, the, this this time round, I, I, I left it and I, I was building up the next month or two load of guests. <laughs> Pardon me. And uh, then you start getting people that, that cancel and, oh, I can't do this. Can we change it for that? And so it's just nice to have a nice little buffer there. So I definitely suggest if you don't do that, give yourself a nice little buffer, at least at least a month sort of buffer if you can. And I, and I just I just DM folk. I just DM people like on mass, yeah. really. And sometimes I've had to DM them. Without sounding out of order, sometimes three, four, five times, and eventually one of them gets through, and they're like, "Oh, I meant to reply." Yes, I, no, whatever it is, and boom. I always feel like I'm pestering people when I do that. Yeah. But I think this year it's just that again. Fuck it, I'm doing it. I'm just uh, whacking them out there. And just you've got to be in it to win it, haven't you? I have to say, no. From spending time, um, you know, with my son, obviously doing with his Outlander stuff and everything, mm. you know, I do, I do realize how much he misses. Um, of messages from people you know and he'll get so so much yeah. you know the people message him and things from today's agent and all these kind of things you know so he just misses loads and loads and loads of stuff and it's only because myself or his mum we, we'll go through his messages on Instagram and have a look and, and say I, no actually John here's an interesting thing for you you know and if people aren't 
don't have that happening, you know, then you know you're you're right. You're not pestering people. You're just you're you're just playing the odds. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 I think that's you know that's probably the best way to look at it now. Is rather than say, "Oh, I'm pissed on this person," I'm saying, "No, no, they're only ever going to read the one message." Uh-huh. You know, you know, and so no, it makes sense to to do that. So, you know, I watch. Um, I mean, John's one I want to get on back on the show once he passes his test. You know what I mean? If if just so that we can uh, increase our demographic of middle aged American women, that clearly <laughs> want to listen to average bikers in a cave. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry. Sorry. Sorry about that. <clears throat> Having gone to a comic con with him in Kansas City, that that is the demographic. You know, is it forty between forty and seventy year old American women who just love Scottish men? There you go. <laughs> Well, wow. by, all account, by all account, Ireland. Well, when I say Scottish men, Sam Hewn, right? That's it. Bottom line, Sam Hewn. Yeah. When I say Scottish, you know, Sam Hewn, Duncan Lacroix, and uh, we Dave all look Petty. like that, though. Obviously, well, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Aye. you know, yeah. Uh, you know, was... Eat gin and tonics. We all look yeah. like that. And then for, 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 for people like John, they they, they 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 want they want to they want to romanticize with Sam, but they want to mother John. You know, mm. it's you know, it's it's one of the two instincts they have. You know. Horny or motherly. That's you know, that's that's it. Yeah. And we'll draw a discreet veil over that before the conversation takes a downward spiral. <laughs> uh, right. But but amazing, lovely people, to be fair, you know, all good. All good. Nice. Right, next one. Patrick Column. Cheers for ste- uh, stepping in, chaps. Hope all is well. Thinking it's a bit generic question, but what bike would you like to test ride in 2023? Manufacturer, loan, etc. And on a different note, what would you like to see more generally going forward with biking? Personally, for me, it would be more manufacturers offering lowered model, models as seat heights, especially on, for example, the KTM 1290 Super Adventure, are getting ridiculous. Patrick, right. I, hear you. I hear you, brother. I totally hear you with that one. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, the Diavel that, mm-hmm. uh, that I sat on and actually was pleasantly surprised that I got my feet on the ground, you know, because a lot of these bikes that you don't think look too tall are quite tall. But that, I just loved um, the Ducati. I just sat on it and went, oh, hello. Hello, yes, you, you're, you're very nice. Yep, I like you. And wasn't too low down. My stomach didn't get in the way too much. So no. definitely want to get a shot of one of them. Yeah, me too. I've yeah. never ridden a Diablo. Yeah, um, absolutely. So that that'd be mine, definitely. Uh, in terms of, uh, a, I love the concept of electric bikes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to 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 really see some of the manufacturers make a real breakthrough in how they can how the charging can be improved and I'm kind of hoping there's something out there it was a, I think it was a lightning we talked about in the last podcast and how they've got a charge down to like 10 minutes or something like that to give you like 135 mm. miles you know um, or switchable batteries or something something that just you know tips the balance to make to make that type of biking more the, accessible the, is it the lightning is that their charge time was that not based on like a ridiculously high speed charger? It was something to like a, fair. Yeah, a, a four hundred kilowatt charger or something stupid, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But you yeah, know, but, yeah. there's only about five uh, from the country. Uh, most most of the public ones you get to like when I when I've been charging the electric bikes up, it ranges from six 
to about 12 or 6 to 15 is yeah. the general sort of rate yeah. you get from it. Mm -hmm. Occasionally, you might get one that's like a 50 kilowatt, but most of it's really slow. Just I think that, can we take a minute to talk about how fucking insane that was, by the way? Being the four corners of this, you think uh, I could get this done in about three days? That's just fucking lunacy. Yeah, I mean, well, that's uh, uh, kind of me, to be honest. I'm, I'm mm. kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm a very stubborn person. That, that if somebody says you can't do that, or what the hell do you want to do that for? Then it it sort of makes me go. I'm doing it. Then I'm I'm, I'm just that sort of person. So the interesting yeah, it, thing was the cost thing. Aye. Mm -hmm. And when you went, this is how much I would have spent on fuel. This is what mm -hmm. I spent on charging. However, here's what I spent buying shite at fuel stations. Yeah, waiting for it to charge. Ah, exactly. You yeah. see, so it was like I think it was like fifty quid extra. Mm -hmm. Do you know I mean? But that was just on buying like energy drinks or a coffee or a snack or something. Yeah. So you had somebody where you sat and waited. And I thought yeah. that's interesting. Mm -hmm. That 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 was the biggest uh, eye opener for me was the infrastructure, not the infrastructure in terms of the the charging network because there's, there are char there's chargers everywhere. This people saying, "Oh, there's just no chargers around here." Bollocks! You you will find a charger. You will find one. It might be busy when you get there, or it might not be working. But there will be a physical charger. You know, they're all over the place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they're not set up for. They're certainly not set up for bikers. You know, they're set up for people who sit there in a the car in the warm, sat in the car listening to the radio, doing some work on their laptop, whatever. Um, and that's that. But. If if you're on a bike, there's nowhere to sit. There's no cover. Well, there's very rarely anywhere to sit or or any protection around about you. A lot of the time, I was just I was literally lying on the ground next to the bike, just sleeping because I was absolutely fucked. So it didn't matter if it was raining. So that was a big eye opener. You know, there's no toilet facilities. There's nothing like that. If if somebody if somebody opened up a charging sort of network where there was toilets and somewhere to sit and have a wee calf or something like that there. Like like the um oh god, what are they called? Gridsurf. The gridsurf places that are all starting to open up around the UK at the moment. That is a gold mine waiting to happen. If if we are indeed going to go down the electric vehicle route, mm -hmm. which looks like that is the way we're getting pushed. Well, I mean, if, if you have somewhere like that, it's just going to be a license to print money. Well, you, you, you say that, but then they're still talking about opening up brand new coal mines. So you're like, well, you're not, if you do that, you're not going to hit your 2050 targets. So why are you taking petrol off the road? It's just something. I um yeah I mean I I'm still I'm still not convinced I'm I'm still not convinced electric is the way we're going to go. Just I I think I think there's there's too much it's too much of a hot potato. Never mind the pr the practical side of things as in how long it takes to recharge and the cost for for us as a consumer to 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 pay for the electricity to recharge. Never mind all that. Just in the environmental and the human impact in manufacturing the technology needed for the batteries and for all these new cars, like these cobalt mines. I mean, have you have you seen the cobalt? Is it cobalt? It is cobalt, isn't it? Have you seen the cobalt mines? The conditions that are. Oh, it's just uh, it's, it's it's human slavery. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's slavery on a biblical level out in in the Congo. It's phenomenal, and all the companies state that there is no no humans are involved. Like no humans are there in the dark digging with their hands. They say that does not happen. It's all done by machine. Well, it's just. T- Joe Rogan, watch one of Joe Rogan's latest uh, shows. He has this um, journalist on who's just been investigating this whole thing over the last couple of years, and he's got video footage of it. He's gone to all these these mines. And there's like 150, 160,000 people in these big open mines, men, women, children, young kids as young as like five. They're all in there digging by hand bringing out all this cobalt for like $2 a day. And you're just like, surely, surely that can only be hidden for so long. And, and I think, you know, now that that appears to be coming out into the, the common ether, that Mm -hmm. can't be allowed to happen. That's, that's, you can't have that. You look at, you look at the hullabaloo that happened with the World Cup starting. (laughs) <laughs> because obviously we're building stadiums and it was all slave labour and folk were Aye. dying and all that kind yeah. of stuff. If it comes out that this is all happening and, and as it gets more and more well known, a folk can really go, well, I'm going to buy an electric car then. Well, are you going to buy an electric car? Because you're just continuing to fund that. Aye. Do you know, as soon as I said it, I realised how ridiculous that was of me to have said because we are an incredibly fickle species, <clears throat> aren't we? You know, as you just said, the human, the the, the World Cup, well, we were all up and up uh, in arms about it. But how quick was all that forgotten about? How quick was hu- human rights violations in Saudi and everywhere like that? How quickly was it all forgotten about the second that oh we're at, we're going to the World Cup? Yeah, well maybe not Scotland, obviously. But, no, but, uh, <laughs> but you're right. It's just uh, as a case of uh, yeah, and um, you know, and people who try, did try to raise awareness of it, like your Joe Lyson thing and all that, which was, mm. I mean, wh- whether you think you did the right thing or not, how he did it and all these things, that's that's for another time. Another way to debate about aye, what I did, aye, aye. but but you know, no, nobody <clears throat> uh, nobody cared because no. foo- football was on. Aye. So nobody's nobody's going to care. The, the, the biggest thing that's that I think at the moment is slowing down electric cars is because they're fucking expensive, right? For for what price and practicality, yeah, yeah. You know, thirty grand for a Nissan Leaf, you know, minimum. You know, for you know, or you can get yourself a Corsa for ten. Do you know what mm. I mean? It takes petrol. You know why wouldn't you just? You know you're right. It's and um, so yeah, I think it will be covered up for as long as as people don't want to see it. Yeah, I, th- I think <clears throat> I've said all along actually with 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 electric and you know aside aside of the like the human violations and, and everything, mm-hmm. the, the slavery side of things and the working conditions. Aside from all that, it's the environmental impact of it in that we're still using. We're still using products which have an a finite resource, you know, like yeah. your cobalts and all these materials that are used in the production of of your phones, of your tablets, of the batteries, of everything like that. They're all finite resources, so they're going to run out at some point. Same as fossil fuels are, you know, going to be running out probably within our lifetime, possibly. So then, what do we do? So surely, surely the answer is to find a viable alternative which is completely man-made and we're not relying on on a mm-hmm. finite resource yep. is is that possible who knows well funnily enough I watched Planet of the Apes recently so yeah it's uh, it'll just that's what's going to happen the apes will take over well 
I've always said this, it's cyclical, isn't it? And uh, uh-huh. at some point, at some point, yeah, at some point, I think things will take a bit of a shift. Mm. Hopefully not in our lifetime, though. <clears throat> what about... Uh, Sorry, go on, go on, sorry, go on. That's the thing, though, but, you know, we're, we're of a certain age, you know, some of us slightly more mature than others, but, you know, um, you know, but in terms of that, we 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 don't, you know, being fickle creatures, we can power it off and say, it's not in our lifetime, but I think, well, there's my son. It's mm. definitely going to be in it. It's definitely going to be in his lifetime, Aye. you know? And what, what are we leaving, what are we leaving for him? You know, and then on the other hand, they go, but that's nice and shiny and goes really fast. So, you know, and 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 I'm I'm not sure how horrible. I, I, you genuinely just you you when, when it's easy, it's easy to forget when something nice is in front of you. It's human nature, you know? isn't it? Nature. It's human nature. Yeah. That shiny carrot gets dangled, and you're like, oh, fancy a bit of that. <laughs> that's that's better than that other carrot. I'll have that one. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Ian's going to get in tweets after Greta Thornburg shortly. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> well, it's fine because I've, pe- I've not got a pizza box with me, so I'm all right. Do you know what I mean? Can't even find it. That's, that's terrible. That, that, that happens very again. Good. Very good. One of my f- most favourite things I've seen in the last few days is that whole, you know, Tate thing with Greta Thornburg and it was just brilliant that it that it played out the way it did but whether it's a hundred percent true or whether it's a bit hyped up or whatever but you know just the fact that somebody was just that stupid Mm -hmm. i just just that fills me with hope that fills me with hope you know so when we talk about people that kind of just go shiny and i'll forget about the bad things things like that happen and it does fill me with hope that the next generation will actually maybe just make that difference that some people aren't prepared to do. There you go. All I'll say is, if you if you if you hold that sort of faith in the next generation, do not look at TikTok. Whatever you do. Oh God, no. <laughs> now that, 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 that that just fills me with despair. Yeah. And it's Instagram as well now. If you like, Instagram now is just full of. It's probably just because it's my feed, and that probably tells you a lot about what I look at on Instagram. Mm. But my feed is full of women doing like yoga or exercise hardly wearing anything i mean it's literally soft core porn now like, how, your, it, it just seems to have happened over the last few months what's your point caller <laughs> <laughs> but i'm like what, I, like everything like well what, what what's this what's this ad about Oh, it's it's about some new chili rub. Why 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 are your nipples in, in camera? What's going on? I don't understand. It's great. I'll buy it. But yeah. why why are they there? It's 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 um but but it's back to it's it, it's the equivalent of your nineteen seventies car magazine adverts. Yeah. Where it's where it's your Ford Cortina, but the woman's sitting with the, the with the the hand in the gear stick and the 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 miniskirt suggestively drawn up over a thigh, and you go that that's what's selling your Ford Cortina. You but, know what I mean? And it's but just I thought this, we were in this we were in this new age. Of, oh God, excuse me, two seconds. Oh, he's got a grenade. Nope. Oh, I, I, I caught I it. Think, well done. Um, uh, two words for you, OnlyFans. That's it. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that's what it's all about. You know, I've, I've um, been an American football fan uh, rather than kind of British football, uh, soccer. Um, you know, a uh, um, and being a Raiders fan, sadly, you know, um, people can be more than that as they want. But um, you know, um, there's a couple of Facebook groups, and there's constantly women 
appearing. Thanks for letting me join Raider Nation or Raiders Forever or whatever, you know what I mean? And 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 you look at the, the you know, and, and clearly they've got um very full personalities, these uh-huh. women. And uh, <clears throat> and I'm gonna look at it and, and and every time you click on the profile picture you can guarantee they have just joined and there'll be hundreds of Americans and you know Europeans people all over the world going oh wow I'm going to connect with her connect with her and you can guarantee she's probably going to send out some OnlyFans site boom yeah. So, yeah. you know and, and they, they've literally joined the day they appear and then boom you know and you're just like that's, that's you know and, and not, now Ian not... subscribed to 8,653 <laughs> OnlyFans pages I think I think you'll find the, the, the reader forums that's thanks <laughs> but, um, we're going to get our subs up we're getting our tits out that's it so, but, it, but to turn around and say we are living in this age where that that doesn't happen anymore, no, it does. It absolutely happens. Yeah, it's, it it's seems to happen more it's now than ever. Now. It's easier now than ever, you know. Mm. And 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 I worry, I worry about that because you, and you see it in TikTok, you see it in all these things. You know, I, I used to bemoan Dan. You remember when we when we worked together in Glasgow, and I'd walk up and down, and you'd see these mediocre musicians with their Facebook and their Instagram links busking just you could just see the desperation of fame in their eyes because right. it was definitely not in their talent do you know what I mean and yeah there's the odd person that gets discovered on the streets and they're, but, they're, but they're talented people who can mm-hmm. do who can do this thing and you know can do it really really well and then you know but you're pushed into this world of fame quick quick wins quick fames make a quick buck and it's easier than ever now to do it so for all the for the, for the odd Greta you're right there's a there's 10,000 um, um, things to to turn you into a pessimist you know from mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. from the one optimistic thing you know I think I think maybe the one difference now though is uh, particularly let, let's take let's take it from the woman's point of view in that uh, it's now on their terms, you know, like yes. whereas before yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe yeah, yeah. maybe they used to say like page three and and uh, grid, grid girls, um, mm-hmm. probably a bad example actually, grid girls, because I know a lot of grid girls who were and still are up in arms about the whole anti-grid girl thing because, mm-hmm. you know, they, they do it because they enjoy it. They're not being forced. But yeah. certainly, you know, I, I think in the days of old, in our generation, the eighties and the nineties, yeah, a lot of women were were exploited for sure. However, now, hands of tenants lager, perfect example. Yeah, but whereas now it's it's them that are exploiting them themselves. You know, they're they're mm-hmm. they're they're <clears throat> the power's there in their hands, isn't it? Because they're creating their own content to promote their own brand, which effectively is you know is. Paying their rent and putting the mortgage, paying the mortgage or whatever it is, or in some cases making them a shit ton of money. So yeah, I suppose the but power it, is yeah. is all there for for them now, isn't it? But it is, but it, but it's but it's what isn't. I think um, you know. Um, obviously, we're talking about more bikes here. No, what what it isn't is um, the the fact that like YouTube. You know, for mm. every one person on YouTube that's making an absolute fortune, how many people have got, how many people are being exploited by those platforms? On, on the promise of something that's never going to happen for them. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I think if you if you start up a YouTube channel thinking that, you know, you're going to be one, you're going to be the next Mr. Beast, you're going to be, you know, mm-hmm. a, a YouTube multimillionaire. If, if you genuinely believe that, if you genuinely believe that, then I'd suggest you're either going to 
you're going to see some money start coming in because you, th- there's going to be a reason. There's going to be a reason why you think that. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's just whether it's just misguided self belief or a deep down talent which you know you've got, either of those things are going to appeal to people. You know, like we we like I think as as the public we 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 like a trier, don't we? Um, and I think yeah. that can attract a market for sure, which in turn will attract views, which in turn gives you your ad revenue. <clears throat> But if it's just plain disillusioned, if you're just plain disillusioned, you know, and you have no actual meat I, yeah, to give right. in terms of content, yeah. then yeah, you're not going to get anywhere, are you? And, and I think you're right. Less and less people see YouTube as 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 the way for them to do that now. Mm. Mm-hmm. But they do see TikTok and you mm-hmm. know and all these kind of things. And then you read all these horror stories about the influencers, and I hate that word. Mm-hmm. But they, they who who are constantly trying to get things for free, and you read all these kind of stories and things about all this kind of stuff, um, and it, and it, that gives you despair because that's not that that is that's encouraging people to not be human. It's taking mm-hmm. away the humanity and just making you a commodity, Aye. you know. Yeah. Uh, and you're and you're right. You know you, you, they might last for a wee while, but having one point six million views in TikTok gets you hee haw. You know, other than you know it's been shared around a bit. You know, and that that's the thing. John used to put out TikToks for Outlander, and it was great for Outlander and people sitting, and he would get millions of views in these TikToks. But that's that's you know the, the, what did that do for John? Nothing. Because mm-hmm. it didn't give him any, didn't get him anything, you know, you know. But then John doesn't choose to try and walk into a, a hotel and say, "I I constantly get one point six million views on TikTok." Aye, aye. Get me a free room. John just does it for the for the joy and the love of life, and aye. and just sharing a bit of fun. And if people enjoy it, great. Like like we do with our podcast. If people enjoy aye. it, brilliant. And as long as somebody's here to listen to it, great. Whether it's one, whether it's one point six million, the aye. nice way is one point six million. But, <laughs> but that. That is how that is how the world works now, though, isn't it? Yeah, and and totally, your your totally. apparent success is now very much judged on your reach, your your follower, subscriber count, all this sort of stuff. You know, PR companies and things like that. It's the first thing they look at is is your sub count, mm-hmm. your view count, your um, engagement rates, everything like that. That's what they're you know, interested in. Even, sure. even even if you in John's industry as an actor, you know, mm-hmm. you know. The, they, 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 they look at your social media presence, they look at your followers and all these kind of things and, and people who are you know, I'm, I'm no disrespect to people good luck getting parts and all these kind of things and everything, but there's a lot of people out there that are getting to do stuff because because they've got thousands of followers not, mm-hmm. because, they're any, not because they're any good at it uh, you know yeah, we've, yeah, lost, yeah. we've lost we've lost we've lost we've lost the, the the searching for the talent and again it's, it's all about the commodity and the, and the numbers. Mm. So I've I've actually I sort of made this decision last year, and <clears throat> end, end of twenty two really it was I, I kind of I've always had channel sponsors, you know, for, for, on the YouTube channel, but I started. It was there was just a couple of times some of them had. I don't I don't like being told what to say, you know. I, I'll. I'm never going to do that, and I've always said to any companies that ever wanted to do any work together, like I'll, I'll, I'll say what I think, but I'll be fair about it. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not just going to say something's fantastic and not give any negative. And if I think there's some negatives there, conversely, I'm not going to say uh, something's shit uh, without giving any either. 
quantifying reasons why I think that or any positives that might come with it. You know, there's very, mm-hmm. very few things out there that are either 100% positive or 100% negative, are there? There's, there's, there's a lot of things go there. And just because I like it doesn't mean to say you're going to like it. So I've always want to be as fair as I possibly can. Because at the end of the day, if you go and spend your hard-earned money on something which I've recommended and you think it's shite once you've got it and a waste of your money, well, you're never going to believe anything I say again, are you? Like, my integrity's gone then. So I kind of... I kind of, I kind of thought to myself, I don't, I don't just want to be, you know, you, you feel a bit of a prostitute really when you start thinking about it, and that these companies are basically the paying you for your reputation almost, you know. And mm-hmm, I was like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure, I, I'm not sure I'm comfortable with this anymore, and I want this anymore, you know. I don't, I don't want them in the background cracking a whip saying, right, I want a video for this and a video for that and a video for this, and we're bringing this out, and you've got to do that. I was like, I'm, I, this isn't for me anymore. So I've sort of cut ties with a lot of them. And mm-hmm. I've, I've really only got, I think I've just got two now. Yeah, I've got two. I've got Kalimoto and I've got Canary at the moment, who are both, Kalimoto I use all the time anyway. And Canary, she's, you know, I, I go on trips over to Canary Islands to to ride over there. And that, it promotes itself. So it's it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's it's something I enjoy doing. So there's there's no hardship there, is there? Crikey. <clears throat> and um, you know, I just kind of think I'm I'm much I'm much happier doing that. I still get emails from companies that want to like promote in videos and advertising vids and oh, you know, could we do this, can we do that? But I just look at it and I go, is that something I would use? And if it's not something I'm gonna use. The, no, thanks. What's the point? What? Why? Why get involved yeah. in it? Plus, I, I also I like to actually use a bit of kit. You know, I, I, like a set of tires. I want to I want to ride that set of tires from when I get mm-hmm. it to when they need changing. Because so, tires change. You know, as as the mileage goes through, and tires change. Metzler Oroteco ones, prime example. First couple of thousand miles when they first came out, I thought they were fantastic, but then they hit about the halfway mark, and it was like a like a switch went, and all of a sudden they were horrendous. I remember having them. I, I took them across to the Picos. I did one tour on the new tire, fantastic, and then I did another tour on like the second half cycle of that tire. And it was dog shit. It was really slidey. It, 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 oh, it was horrible. Hated it. It's but, what you call it. See, you're talking about rubber, right? Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's something that I don't know if you've ever done one, but we were looking back at the tail end. We did our last podcast, the 22. We looked back mm-hmm. at some stats for the shows. Mm-hmm. And obviously the one we did with you was, was quite up there. But you, you, unbelievably, you were only number two. Our most popular <laughs> show last year was all about rubber, and I don't mean in a, I mean, and an OnlyFans way, no. Tiles, and so, and we had put it off for ages, and it was obviously one of our pals who said, "Listen, you need to do a show about tiles because that's it's the talk. Everybody talks so about motive, so motive, and." It went through the roof. It went mm-hmm. absolutely through the roof. And I was like, how can people... And it was one of the... I felt it was one of the most boring things to write, you know what I mean, to get as prepared for. But obviously we learned loads. I mean, because once you start really getting into yeah. compounds, how they're built, how they're... Aye. It was really quite informative. But it was like, 
why the fuck is this a wee, why is this your highest podcast of the year talking about tires but apparently so so there you go there's a, there's a thought for you you know what I mean be interesting to see if you do a, if you do a tire show I the, will uh, now yeah everyone's got a viewpoint on tires don't they everyone has their own favourite tire for sure and as, as as we discussed earlier what you like I might hate and conversely you know I, I might love what you hate so it's it's just one of those things, isn't it? I know. Anyway, how did we get onto that topic? What were we talking about? We, we totally digressed there. Oh, uh, bikes, bikes of 23. Yes, I said yeah, Patrick's that, question. Uh, that was about an hour and a half ago, wasn't it? <laughs> Hi, Patrick. If you're still yep. here, Patrick, um, the, I'm eating we, we that, that new Diavel V4. I've always mm-hmm. had a soft spot for the Diavel. Um and the V4, you know I mean the if it's the same V4 that's taken out of Multistrada, it'll be just it'll be it'll be phenomenal to ride. Um but obviously Ian's kinda said that one already. Um so I'm gonna go with that I'm gonna stick with that low rider ST. Mm-hmm. I really want to see just how much the performance they've taken out of stuff and putting into that big low rider ST. Because the low rider, the one one seven low rider is fun. But it still feels like a bit of Harley in terms of getting it around corners. Right. Um, but it's still definitely better than some of the, I mean, like a Road King or a Street Glider or anything like that. It's definitely better. But I think the ST, I think it'll be interesting. I think it'll be really, really interesting to take out. Nice. Mean, so, yeah, mm. go with one of those. Ideally, with a 131 engine in it, that'd be ideal. But it's going to be a lump in it. Aye. Um, but, <clears throat> I don't know if it's coming out this year. I'm hearing whispers possibly at the end of the year. More than likely 2024. It's got to be the new GS, isn't it? It's got to be the new GS. Whether it's going to be 1350, 1300, the 1400, who knows? Who knows? Hopefully this year. Because the 1250s, the 1250s, what, two, three years old? No, 1250 came out 2000 and. Oh, I'm forgetting COVID. Yeah, it was two, two, the 2019 was the first of the GS Adventures, wasn't it? Because um, they're the ones, the first, yeah, the first rage of 19 GS Adventures, 1250s, they're the ones that have all the issues. Where when the engine, when the bike gets hot, it won't restart. There's a There was an electrical issue, something going on there, which allegedly they fixed. <clears throat> uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, uh, is it uh, 90? Oh, yeah, of course it is. Yeah, what am I talking about? Yeah, you're, forgetting your, you're forgetting your two COVID years. <laughs> um, um, Anything yeah, you think totally right. happened, add two years. Add your right. COVID years. Sorry, man. Uh, I was thinking in my head it was like five years ago. Jesus. No. Uh, I jumped ahead. Um, I, for me, I think it would have to be the... It's going to have to be that new GS. Just because I'm excited, I want to see what it's like. Because that, for me, will be... That will be the make or break whether I stay... If I stay on a tractor or move to something else, we'll see. KTM. I am tempted. I am tempted by the KTM, but uh, I I don't know. Like it. Like I said, I'm. I don't like being a sheep, and everybody. I know GSs were popular before, but everyone is on them now, and and I I just fancy something different. I fancy. I don't know. I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know mm-hmm. what I fancy at the moment. Just, right. just, 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 just kind of too much out of there sometimes, isn't it? Mm. Uh, K- yeah. KTM, you don't, have to, you don't have to subscribe to it. You'll be all right. 
Yeah, that's mean? annoying, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Everything's. I hate that. I hate all that bollocks. It's got all of it, but we can't wait, have it. Until you... I'm dragging out Ian's soapbox here. Hang on. Wait, on. No, no, I, I covered. I covered that at our one. I'm not going to go off on one again. For <laughs> I, I did. I did hear you'd had a rant. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right, it. Move, moving on. Moving right, on. Quick. We'll move quick. on. Cheers for and, that one, Patrick. And with anger, out with love. That's, that's it. it. That's it. Woosa. Next one, Louise Worsfold. Evening all and happy new year. How are you doing, Louise? Happy one new year, quick Louise. question. What's the most important lesson that you've learned since last being on the podcast with Bruce? One lesson for life and one bike related. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Some, some folk are deep meaningful in this year. Yeah, I like it. You know, um, one lesson for the podcast, I think, uh, is not to uh, um and m as much. You know, probably a good one. You know, uh, 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 that's that's probably quite good. Um, just do it. Just get out there and do it. Yeah, just don't don't. Um, I think. Um, now that now that I've said don't um and m, all I'm doing is um and m, right? <laughs> but it's. <laughs> you know make time to do that you know you enjoy i I love doing the podcast so remember reminding yourself you love doing it because sometimes you can put it and go oh do you know what i'm really not feeling it all you know but actually once you start so just 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 do it you know i don't want to go all nike on you but just do it you know that's from a podcast from a bike perspective since the last time we were on the podcast um, is to not be scared when you've made a mistake and get back up and and go on it because obviously I think I had I crashed my Harley at that point the last time I went on and uh, and I was super super apprehensive about being on that bike again and and I kind of I kind of fell out fell out of love with it for, for 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 a good while and then something just clicked and meant. No, no, you're in control of the bike. The bike's not in control of you. A bit like obviously when you're talking about your off-roading and stuff, right. and and just reframing my approach to riding that bike again uh, was, you know, so don't let something like that get back. You reframe. You're in charge, not not the bike, and right. uh, and so and actually, I, I love apart from this lack of luggage, which is another rant I had on my podcast. But you know, uh, other than that, then uh, yeah, just. You know, find find the if something goes about her eye, find the love again in in the bike, and find mm-hmm. why why you liked it in the first place. Although to be fair, I didn't really have that much time. I like it, it was only what two days from getting it that I crashed it. But you know, why did I want that bike in the first place? And 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 rediscover it. You know, right. and 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 to be fair, if I hadn't rediscovered it, I was ready to get rid of it. Absolutely. If it just if it just wasn't going to do it for me, but. To, to just find that find that spark again and and you you can control your destiny not some other thing that's happened to you there you go I, th- I think you can you can apply that to just about every single yeah. aspect of life yeah, can't yeah. you yeah, 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 yeah absolutely sure. yeah yeah if it's not if it's not bringing you any worth mm-hmm. ditch it get rid of it move yeah. on yeah yeah um but 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 don't discard it without making sure that you that you that you that it's the right thing to do Absolutely, you know? yeah, yeah. Gotcha. No, gotcha. We live in a we live in a throwaway culture, and that's not mm. just in terms of electronics and you know food and all these kind of things. We 
it, it affects our everyday outlook in life and, and you, you see people relationships breaking down friendships mm-hmm. breaking down all these things because mm-hmm. people find it easier to throw things away than the face work it, at it. Mm-hmm. and working at it I mm-hmm. worked at loving that sportster again and mm-hmm. and I, and then the second half of the season once I got it back I uh, had a great time and even when we went up to Tindrum on it I mean I was just having an absolute ball on that bike um, you know as Colin uh, our friend Como controversial Colin was trying to catch up with me on his, on his uh, CBR and I'm just like Pum! you know because <laughs> I just I just rediscovered the love of that of that uh, of that bike again um, and I was ready to just go do you know what just get rid of it just get rid mm-hmm. of it you know, but actually, just you know, don't 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 live in a throwaway culture um, emotionally as well as as um, you know, consumerably. You know, if that's a word. It's been quite a deep one, this, hasn't it? it? Has, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying this. I've enjoyed yeah. this. I feel like we should we should have a button on the soundboard that plays that urchin. Enjoy yourself. Have fun. Ding. Woosah. <laughs> we're going to with finish with the yoga tantra. Um, so yeah, so I've got a Buddha's belly, so I'll give you some of my Buddha wisdom. That'll be fine. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's it. That's where the saxophone came from. That is it. And now yeah. it's a quick uh, shout out from this week's sponsor, OnlyFans. <laughs> Only fans, eh, which is um, make sure that you explore it thoroughly before you decide to throw it away. This is it. This is it. <laughs> Completed it. Completed it. Second sponsor, Creola Cranes. <laughs> oh my god! Somebody's getting an email for Creola. Oh wow! Oh, yeah, never yeah, yeah. We just like to be a part of the show. I think. Like I think we're going to have actually. No, you're not right. I think this podcast, we're probably going to lose a whole load of followers, but we'll probably gain some as well. So we'll, we'll probably just tread water on this I'll one. Out, yeah. yeah, 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 definitely. You're still here at this point. Well done. <laughs> what about, what about yourself, Darren? Now, most important lesson you've learned? I think, for the, I think for the bike, I think it's just take those roads that you, you've passed by a million times and never took. Hi. Because this year I made a point of going, right, do you know what? I've got a couple of hours, I'm just going to get my Todd and I'm going to just go. Mm-hmm. And the amount of times I've came across a wee road and we single track roads, dirt roads and went, I've seen that road like for years, I wonder where it goes. Fuck right. it. And then go on it and just see. And have discovered some little cracking technical, you know what I mean, wee roads. That I've got loads of twisties and loads of overhangs and it's just so much fun. And I think that's the thing is that whereas before it was just a, right, I'm going here and I'm going to go for there to there and I know that I'm going to take this twisty road, I'm going to take the A whatever or the B whatever and have passed by loads of roads that are in and around where you live mm-hmm. that, I mean, you've passed by them a million times, just look at them and go, bugger it, I'm going to go down that road and see where it goes. What's the worst that can happen? It's a dead end, yeah. I turn and come back away. You might get a nice wee picture halfway down that road because there's no one on it. You know what I mean? And there's an electrical pylon in the background. You know what I mean? <laughs> just go for it. Just, just, just definitely take them. There's a mean? saying in life I like about that. Take the road less travelled. Oh, absolutely. Aye. It's it's one of the ones I know, because obviously Calimoto, you stick it on, like, insanely twisty, and it takes you down some, like, fucking weird roads. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Goat tracks. Yeah, yeah. It adds you an extra hour <laughs> on the way you're going. But see, this year, 
that's actually been quite fun. Aye. I don't know, there's a couple of times that you've kind of hit them and you kind of think, well, hey, wait a minute, what was that on the road? <laughs> don't know what I hit there, who cares? And I, just obviously be careful who you're out with as well, because I did take a couple of those roads with a mate of ours who rides an MT10 and he mm. was hanging well back. And I'm going, why is he hanging so well back? But obviously the MT10 doesn't like riding on coo shit and all that as much as like, the big pan does. So <laughs> I was like, oh, I better... I mean, we'll get into some normal roads and take it from and, there. And they need a petrol station every 20 yeah, miles. A petrol station every 20 yeah, miles. Yeah. He's, going to, he's going to trade up for an electric so that he needs to stop this. Um, <laughs> the, I think the other thing, which I don't think is so much a, a life lesson, is um, again, just, just if you if you want to do something, just go and do it. Do you know what I mean? And I know you've talked about this for years and we're kind of preaching that they converted here, but I think this year especially we've just kind of went, oh, do you know what? Fuck it. Let's just let's just try stuff. Let's just speak to people. Let's just go and and sometimes those have been some of the kind of good interactions we've had. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like talking to people that you would never ever talk to before. We've just been out on the road and started talking to people. And you go, wait a minute, and it's just sparked a whole conversation and you're off and running. Okay. Um so do that and don't forget your friends. Is the other one because oh, some of, some of the best rides this year have literally been coffee runs, literally like a thirty minute jaunt along a back road mm. and it's stopped for a coffee and a blather, and then another wee hour and a half taking the long way in to get back to wherever we're going or parting ways, um, and I've kind of missed those. Just only mainly focusing on just being it myself. Mm. So definitely do more of that. Even if it is just yeah, I mean that—that's one of the things I'm so excited for. John passing his test has been able to just do that with him, you know. Because when, when Dan and I scoot out together, even going down to Larks or Chips or something like that, you know, it's it's one of those things where you just go, just a wee evening. I've just just been out and doing that, and you you kind of miss it. And it's I suppose in a way we're getting a bit melancholy because it's it's winter and we're not getting out very much anyway. You know, but you know, to to just share that, you know, and I was I've always been a hand solo as we as we call it, you know, um, uh, in terms of riding, I quite like being on my own. But mm-hmm. you know, smaller groups or just one or two people, uh, great fun, so much Aye. fun. So, yeah. uh, I, you know, I know you. Sorry, go on. I'm going to tell you, and another thing is, is that that we uh, we've done more this year from a podcast perspective is we've not been as perfectionist this year. Before we used to take the whole audio in and we used to cut out all the ums and airs and mm-hmm. you know, silences that maybe we thought were a wee bit too long and all that kind of stuff. We cut yeah. that out. This year we just kind of went, do you know what? Bugger it. Unless there's something that's definitely too controversial that we should take out, which again, we usually say, this is just our opinions. If you don't like it, tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, but mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, everything just gets left in so that it's not, doesn't have to be perfection. Sometimes the non-perfection is actually the funniest bits. Like mm-hmm. the difficult second album, me not being able to sling two words together for a good, you know, I mean, ten minutes because the tears, I could barely breathe. The tears were running down my face. I was in hysterics. Mm-hmm. Actually That's made so good. really good content. I had folk messaging us going, oh my God, I nearly wet myself at the fact that you couldn't speak, do you know what I mean? So, aye, it, not, it doesn't have to be perfection, just, I mean, It's a natural conversation, isn't it? That's, mm-hmm. I, I, I found that with, with some podcasts that you listen to, which are highly produced, you know, the, you can tell they're highly edited and they're heavily produced. The audio sounds amazing, but 
you pick up on it. Maybe even subliminal, subliminal, and maybe you just notice it. But um, <laughs> you, you can tell it's it's not it's not a. a Oh God! What's the word I'm looking for? You know, like a natural conversation. Something yeah. about it just just puts you almost on edge. It's like well, that's, that's, something's not right there. But when a conversation is like like this, you know, when it's just left, it's just a uh a, a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a I keep wanting to say a biodegradable. It's not biodegradable. Uh, uh, oh, um, it's um, I organic. Organic. That's organic. the word. That's, That's the one I'm looking for. When it's just like an organic conversation, it's just untouched. Boff, there it is. It's so much. I just think people engage with it a lot more, and it's so much easier to follow and listen to, unless it's like me nasally whining with my man flu. Sorry. Aye. Anyway, yes. Um, something I wanted to pick up on what you said there, Dan, about, you know, I've been preaching about it. Get out there, live your life, blah, 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 blah. I still have to remind myself of that all the time because I I, I get wrapped up in my own shite and, and, and forget, you know, this, this message that changed my life. I forget it, you know, and sometimes my wife has to turn around to me and go, hang on, what about live your life? You know, you haven't been out on the bike for months. She's like, get out, go and just go and ride somewhere, go and do something. And it, that's, that's definitely something I, I need to watch more because I, I, I will just sit in, in my office and I'll edit. And the longer I just sit in the office and edit and do my podcasts, I sort of withdraw because I'm, I'm, perfectly happy on my own i'm perfectly happy in my own sort of space although mm. i love i love getting out and meeting people and being like the social butterfly i love doing all that but i can also quite happily just sit in a wee dark office for months just by myself and never go outside was, yeah no problem and the more i do that the sort of less appealing going outside is it's really weird like i, yeah. I then have to force myself out and go out and meet people again where yeah. and where i go Oh yeah, this is what I like doing. I like doing this. You know, it's it's it is weird. Yeah, my, my wife, my wife has to keep reminding me that as well. I'm the, I'm the exact same. You you get into a a, a kind of comfort zone mm-hmm. where where it's where you you don't have to. You, you it's just it's just easy and Aye. for you and but but actually you, you forget about all the other stuff that yep. actually brings you joy. You know, and and unfortunately, you can then sit and edit and obsess with the next bit of kit and say, "Oh, I really want a loop deck, or I really want a, this to Aye. start in it, or I want to, you know, I want to kind of, you know, get, get this add on, or I want to learn, you know." And and you can do all that, but there's no point in learning or doing or getting all these things if you're not using them for the things you enjoy. Hundred percent. So right, right back at the start, what we're talking about, you know, it's about just remind yourself, you know, we've only got so many trips around the sun, you know, so you know. Don't don't be stuck in a hole. Go and you know smile at the sun every time you pass it. You know mm-hmm. that's you know love it, love do that. You find, do you find though, Bruce, that see that see that time you go? Do you know what? I've got a couple of hours to kill. I'm going to get in the bike, and you go, and I'm not filming anything. I'm just leaving the cameras here. I'm not going to worry about changing batteries and SD cards and whatever. I'm just going to go and enjoy. Do you not find those runs? are actually really, really enjoyable. You get yeah. in the zone, you just totally are like, I mean, it's, it is that, that you can literally see everything coming, everything goes right, your lines are perfect. Do you know I mean, you couldn't have rode that any better. And I think it's because you're not then thinking about, oh, I need to look at this and I need to look at that and oh, look at that out there and I need to keep talking. And 
Some of them this year has been brilliant. I, I, I've only, I've only done one that I can think of in the last few years where I've gone out and I've not filmed anything, mm. and that was I was out with uh, Mr. Fish, you know, John, official Mr. Fish. He's a, a YouTuber, and uh, my mate Martin, the one-legged pirate. The three of us went out for. Um, we sort of got into the habit of every couple of months, just the three of us would just go out on a bike and go for a ride, and it was really nice because I hadn't done I hadn't done that in so long. Just going out for a ride for the sake of a ride, you know, like not. I wasn't filming anything. I wasn't doing anything. I didn't even take my cameras. Just went off, and it was awesome. It, it was like proper recharge the soul. It was like, oh wow, this is this is like this is why you get into biking. This is great fun. Mm. Smell that like your resolution. But I tell you what, though, I tell you what, it did do is it also, I also found I missed having the cameras. So although I really enjoyed just being out and riding, mm -hmm. I was like, mm. the whole time I was there and I was thinking, oh, this would have been really, you know, stuff that you're just chatting about. You know, oh, I could make a really good vid out of this. And then it, it almost got like the creative juices flowing again. It kickstarted everything. And I had a like I had an appetite for creating content again when I got back. So I think it's just finding that balance, isn't it? Yeah. You yeah. definitely need to find a balance more because it's I, I haven't found that balance yet. I still love what I do, don't get me wrong. I'm not playing the violin here, but <laughs> you do need to find a balance at some point, somewhere. No, because the last thing I need you playing a violin and him playing a fucking song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, would you play, Dan? Do you want the broadcast the answer? Hey, I've been, <laughs> no. My car's sitting there. All right. I'll sit there. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> All right. So. We've got ourselves a wee band going here, I think. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I mean, a, a guitar, violin, saxophone combo is maybe not the bit easy sell. To be fair, you know what I mean. But you know, some sort of obscure folk band, exactly. It's <laughs> definitely obscure. Mangled and son or something like that. You know. What uh, I mean? uh, <laughs> right, we've been going over two hours here, boys. There's wow. a couple of questions left, but um, yeah. I'm very yeah. conscious of of time dragging on here. Uh, Carl Dutz, rideouts. If you could go back in time and tell your 16 year old self one thing, what would it be? Buy a bike. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't start riding till my thirties. So yeah, Same. do it now. Do it, do it there. Just get go out and get your bike. You know, or or do a couple of years of driving your car and then get a bike. Get the road sense and then get a bike. That's, yeah. yeah, I think I'd kill myself. I think if I was to have jumped on a bike, it's <laughs> I, th I, I, I know, I know what I was like in a car, and I was. I was too fast a driver in a car, and I think if I'd if I got on a motorbike, mm. I'd have probably I felt invincible at 34, 35 years of age. I think it's 16, 17, 18. Uh yeah, I think I'd probably kill mm -hmm. myself. I think for me at 16, it would have been I was I, I was all about rugby in those days. I was right into my rugby. And I I, I wish I wish I didn't give up I gave up and I was just at the point of I'd, ha I'd had a, I'd had a trial for Scotland at under was it 18 or under 19 and and I sort of gave up I didn't make it I didn't make the the first squad and I just sort of gave up after that and I I wish I'd stuck at it you know that's one little I, I don't like to have regrets in life but that's one little thing that I'm just like ah, if only what would have happened 
I wonder what would have happened. Could you have done it? You know. Yeah. So do you know? Th- do you know? Think though that uh, if you were to go back and say it yourself, right, stick in. You know I mean stick in it? Be, you're not mm. going to get that first first team trial, but something else. Will just stick in. Do you know? Then think that you might not have run the world. You might yeah. not Nicky. You mean Mrs. Deport? You might not yeah. have done. You might not have done that. You wouldn't have been true. sitting here talking shit, drinking beer with us. Do you know what I mean for all? Aye. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but you know I mean all the kind of things that have led up to that, you might never have done. You know what I mean? That's oh, yeah. and, and that, yeah. that's yeah. why I often don't. I don't like to have regrets because I think your life, your your life's path is your life's path, and it it's brought you to where you currently are, and where you currently are is not necessarily where you're going to stay. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily where you're destined to be for for forever. Do you know what I mean? It's like everyone's on a wee journey here aren't we and it, and it's only over when you give up so you just mm-hmm. keep if, you, if you're not if you're not happy with what you're doing identify what you need to change make the changes and go for it and and that's that's kind of it isn't it Ian what would you have done at 16 uh, our apologies yeah. said well I think I'd probably just said, um, you know, in a couple of years time when that girl dumps you don't walk two miles <laughs> and stand at the deli counter you know, with tears and snotters, asking for her back. <laughs> Save yourself a whole lot of hassle. Do you know what I mean? Save yourself a whole lot of hassle. Um, if you're going to the deli, at least pick yourself up a wee Portuguese custard tart to keep you going on the way home. I think probably. What was her name? Uh, the Portuguese custard tart. <laughs> the Portuguese custard tart, yeah. I couldn't possibly say. But uh, and I, I've got a funny feeling that uh, Jennifer Kay will never listen to this podcast, so I think I'm pretty safe <laughs> with that one. You know what I mean? Mate, how, how random would that be if you got a little message? <laughs> I, I know. Hi, be Ian. Absolutely bizarre, wouldn't it? Hi, how you doing? You know, yeah. So, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I made save, such a mistake, Ian. Yeah, save, save yourself, save yourself to a to to a two mile walk and and a box full of Kleenex. You know, use, you use that box full of Kleenex or something else. <laughs> Jennifer, who? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, Carl, I mean, I'm not sure if that was the in-depth question name. that you wanted. There you go. No, there you go. So. Oh, good. You'll never find that that was a maiden name. So, <laughs> <laughs> and just so it can doesn't waste two hours of his life trying to <laughs> Right. Cheers to that one, Carl. Next one. Two Bob Rocket. Happy New Year, all. Simple question. Still game or Gary Tank Commander? <gasps> what, what is Gary oh, well, Tank uh, Commander? What is that? I don't, I don't oh, understand. Ta- Gary Tank Commander's, um, what's his name? Greg, something, isn't it? He was on um, Richard Osmond's. Tavish or something like that. Is it McHugh or something, isn't it? Is it McHugh? Yeah. Um, anyway, he was on. He was on Richard Osmond's House of Games the other night. Funnily enough, actually, surprisingly enough. Um, I but no, but I but I but Gary Tank Commander. I but I I. He's a pizza. Aye. So he's a Gary Tank Commander. As a comedy, he's a a soldier, but he's a quite kind of camp, and he loves a spray tan and everything. You know, right. um, basically the. Everything you do not expect a tank commander or a, a soldier to be is the guy okay. tank commander. Um, that's a really difficult one. That is so difficult because still game is classic. Still game Love is an it. absolute, you know, piece. But still game probably went on a bit too long. Mm. <gasps> as as you know, I'm being controversial here, probably went on a bit too long, and and it wasn't as good. You know, like like all these things, only an excuse went on a bit too long. You know, in my opinion, two doors down's gone on a bit too long. And you know, all these things, you know, and you watch like chewing the fat and the first few chewing the fat is a brilliant, but you know, everything goes on a bit too long. Gary Tank Commander. 
probably stopped at its peak. Right. So of of you know, um, it's kept you so wanting more. It's kept you wanting a bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if I was comparing, if I was comparing the still game characters with Gary Tank Commander, then a uh, I think the Jack and Victor, um, uh-huh. especially when they were in, especially when they were in um, tune the fat and the, the songs that they sang, they really offensive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Love this. Loved absolutely them. outstanding. Yeah. Of but aye. Aye, that one. <laughs> so you know, um, whereas as an ensemble piece of Gary Tank Commander, yeah, I, 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 no, I just can't. I can't call that. You know, you just thought that'd have been easy, but I can't call it. One of your favourite wins. I mean, it is quite. No, no, no that, that's actually easier. <laughs> I've only got one. It's dead easy. Do you know I mean? so, and if I, and if, if I pick one or the other, one of my wings is going to fall out with me because one mm. loves Gary Tankman and the other one loves Still Game. So it's difficult. Yeah, but Gary, life's tough, though. Life's tough, Darren. You need to make I, a choice. I think Gary Tank Commander is very marmite. A lot of people love it, and the people that don't love it, they hate it. Do you know what I mean? Because it's it's either your sense of humor or it's not sense of humor. Yeah. Still game, everybody just seems to get because I think Aye. everybody can familiarise themselves with yeah. two old procrastinating, you mean men who just have got to that point in life where they just call it like they Aye. see it. Do you know what I mean? Aye. And then sometimes don't call it because they're naive to it. If I was picking between the two and I could only watch one, I would watch Still Game. Yeah. You know I mean, sorry to my youngest who's probably in there screaming right now. I've I've never seen Gary Tank Commander, but I, I totally agree with what you just said about Still Game. You know, it, it it appeals even even folk who aren't Scottish. You know, I I had mates down here in the Met in London who pissed themselves. They'll they'll be they'll come up to me and go, "Have you seen this?" And they'll show me like a YouTube clip of Still Game yeah. of, uh, of of the two boys chatting. And and I just like man, that's yeah, but you know that's like twenty years old, yeah. <laughs> thirty years old or whatever it is, and and it appeals to everybody, doesn't it? It does, and yeah. it's one of the ones you can go <laughs> go back sure. and watch it, and it's just still just as funny. Aye. I mean, I'll, I'll just... probably go still game, right? I'll go still game, and it was close, but only because I don't quote anything from Ta- Gary Tank Commander. Aye, you know, there's nothing anything like particularly. Quotable from Gary Tank Commander, really, but you literally any pub you walk into, somebody's going to go two pints a prick. Do you know what I mean? And just, and that's going to that is going to happen, you know. Uh, and, and, and especially, especially and well, the, the insults it. that they always gave to Bobby the Barman probably always that was worth watching the whole show just aye. for that moment when they walked Brilliant. in. Aye, and, aye. and hit hit them with them the, the whatever <laughs> what the next insult's going to be. No, the one right now because obviously the weather's been a bit like frozen. I mean, we've been taking when we go to take the dogs out. I mean, no, no, we as in me and Ian. I mean, me and the wife. Um, we'll go right. Remember, remember and put your your Timson nineteen ninety nines on your yeah. permit. Do you know what I mean? So that you don't go in your arse. Do you know what I mean? Because in that game, it's still game. So aye, aye. Really, if you... I, think, I think they pushed the boat. I think they pushed the luck a bit trying to sell whiskey. <laughs> I'm being honest. You know, what, you know what? Everybody's doing it. Sam, <laughs> meaning, you know, Sam Hughes got his thing. Jackie Beckley got their thing now. You, it's, it's the thing to do now. Getting touch. You know, totally, you know. totally. Everyone's at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, somehow. T for whiskey. No, uh, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Although. I, <laughs> never say never. Um, I, yeah, <laughs> probably could. We'll, we'll, we'll work together. I'll brew the beer, teapot brew. You okay. know what I mean? Uh, your beer's actually quite good. 
Is it? Yeah, quite good. Not not right. made one for a while, but we'll get I've got ingredients in just now for a for a probably a kind of coffee stout, coffee porter. I think is let's, what do we'll do let's do yeah. it. Let's do it. Let's do it. We'll send you some down. Right. You're on. We'll do some marketing. Marketing, that's it. Sponsored by Cubble <laughs> Brewing Company. So my, my mate and I, my mate is Cubby. What's that? Sponsored by Crayola. Sponsored by Crayola. <laughs> oh, Crayola Brew. <laughs> Put it in a brown bottle. It definitely will be Crayola, won't it? It uh, will be. The, br- the brown bottle that never ends. Do you know what I mean? I see <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing I'm seeing the artwork now. For uh, yeah. There we go. Right. Yes. Last we'll question. Last open. question on Patreon. Stu Lawton. Evening all. Happy New Year, etc. etc. Happy New Year, Stu. Happy New Year, Stu. Listening to your last podcast of 2022, it's apparent you like to share your singing voice with others. Are you planning on getting any lessons in 23? Sorry, I couldn't resist. <coughs> Who was singing? Oh, we date all the time. I was single time. Yeah, date all the time. The last one was the Spice Girls. It was, yeah. <laughs> just, an impromptu, an impromptu chorus of Two Becomes One." <laughs> Go I, don't how, I don't know how that started. Actually, I, I don't genuinely know. don't. I, I think see because me and Ian have got a love for music, right? And we quite him and I are both quite. This, we're very similar. I think in our taste is in terms of there is none, right? We just listen to anything. <laughs> we have no taste. Yeah. I mean, and I think it's probably I think one of the first shows you were talking about your playlist, aye. And it was like one minute it had this on it, and next minute it had something like completely uh, random. Uh, we went from I think I went from something like Tom Waits, some classic Tom Waits, to Rick Astley, uh-huh. and then you know what I mean. So you know, and then possibly a wee bit of jazz, and you know, it's just like just, just <laughs> tunes that you wouldn't turn eclectic. Come on, yeah, that's the word, and, eclectic. You know, so, and I think it's such a pain in the neck to change music when you're on the bike, right? When you're listening mm. to the bike. So I had to really think of tunes that don't, they don't, they've got, there's no theme or anything, but it's just, you know, that if, if it comes up on the radio, you don't turn it off. And, it's, I'll just, so, and the pictures, now some of the tunes, obviously, Darren was like, what? You know, what? You, you really turn it off? To Rick Ashley on a motorbike, seriously. Any offense, Rick, if you're listening. No. You know I mean? <laughs> you know I mean? Exactly. So, um, you know, uh, but did so, you start singing along? Bet you would. Uh, I bet uh, you would. Of course you would. Did you um, put your hand back down to Dan Shroon about it when you were on the bike listening to Rick Astley? What the? F- you know what I mean? Uh, but I've I've had twenty nine years of presenting and performing karaoke, right? So, mm-hmm. I, uh, so, so no, I, I, my voice will never get any better. So I've got no intention of taking lessons. <laughs> but what what you hear is what you get. You know, um, and some people say it's good. Other people walk out of the pub in despair. But it's you know, it, it's it's stood me well for twenty nine years. But yeah, um, but that's songs that I know and know I can sing. Not necessarily the Spice Girls. It's maybe slightly out with my technical ability. As okay, I have and some, yeah. and they don't. You know what? What is what is your song? The one that you you get up there and you belt out you. Billy Joel, piano man with harmonica. You play the harmonica? Yeah. That's pretty cool. I've got to admit, that's pretty dumb When you cool. walk into a karaoke, right, and you go piano man, and you do it in the first couple of bars, <laughs> and you, you pull out your... You bring out the harmonica and go, na 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 The whole pub just looks at you, and then you just see people going, hey, he's playing it, he's playing it, he's actually playing it. You know, and by the end of it, the whole pub just cheers and goes, it's like, it's it's just like, that's just one of those moments. That's it, that's the... Can I wait to the first night you're doing it and somebody comes in and goes, can you do 
Baker Street by Jerry Rafferty. And I'll put that saxophone. Yeah, funny you should mention it. Well, He's actually, yes. Like yes. Right. So, uh, um, so yeah, so I do that. And then there's a couple of other songs, you know, like um, Can't Heat Work Together. I'll play, I'll play the Blues and Monica solo in the middle of that and stuff like that. So, so yeah, so basically karaoke just lets me show off. So um, that's, you know, that's what I... That's I'm, what I'm deeply envious of people like you with talent. I wish I had a talent for something. I've never it yet, though. <laughs> that's a good point I'm taking to, his word for it to, to be play. fair right to be fair because you're playing a harmonica you can get away with sounding crap singing because nobody cares by that point they're just impressed you know Me, you can play the harmonica. harmonica he's playing the mouth organ <laughs> but, uh, but, but I will I will present I will sing anything if I know it I'll sing it for people whether I, I, I like it or not you know so there's, the, the pub I usually do on a Saturday, Saturday sometimes in Glasgow there's a wee woman that always says can you sing me Elvis can you sing me Michael Bublé and can you do Piano Man so that's the three songs that, that she wants to hear mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, an Elvis one which is usually uh, um, I just can't help believing then it's Michael Bublé which is probably going to be lost um, or home, and then, mm. and then, um, and then, uh, obviously, piano man. But I'll wait till the pub's full so that I get that full impact of impressive people. You know what I mean? It's terrible. She's just <laughs> ego, ego massage. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so Mate, I take, why so not? If, if I go anywhere, if I go anywhere, I'm, you know, it's, it's always the hand and harmonica. So if I go anywhere, I take it with me just in case it's a karaoke. And f- when I went to Ireland, um, a, yeah, a couple of months ago to see visit my brother, we ended up in a pub and they, they, they decided to fire up the karaoke, had the harmonica with me. And now every time my brother goes into the pub, they go, you can up to sing, David. It's just a shame your brother's not here. He's raging. He's brilliant. So you're good, David, but I wish your brother was here. Like, yeah, <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. You can't compete with that, can you? No. You cannot no. compete. Uh, your brother's going to move now. He's, local. <laughs> he's shamed that he's going local. I know. He's like, again. His nickname is Karaoke Dave right up to the, the day I popped in. Do you know what I mean? Uh, now he's just Dave again. I knew he walks at the door and they all go like that and lean out the back to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, he's not with him. No, no, okay. okay. Oh, well, okay. Mind. Uh, we'll, make, we'll make do with that's life. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just turn that <laughs> off now. He's finished. That's him, man. Just turn it off. Right, last uh, last one from Stu. He's got on a more serious note. Do you have any big plans for the podcast in 2023? I think I, we, we kind of said about that at the start. Getting on more bikes and, right. and you know the new stuff and everything's great. But I think we want to try and get on some get on some more bikes and give some real average biker opinions actual real you know what what it was actually like to be um, on these beasts rather than talking about them in the news but actually getting a chance to be on them and spend some time uh, enjoying that and hopefully getting some more kind of video content and stuff out along with it mm. you know as well because um, Darren's Darren's uh, girl said she's um, she's doing a lot of her social stuff now and, and she's actually going to be working with me in a couple of weddings and things which is really cool doing the videos and stuff with me oh nice so, um, so we'll be um so um, we'll be using those talents and skills a bit more, hopefully. Um, nice one. I, I like. I, I like what you're expecting, Dan, because that's what I'm expecting. <laughs> I'll be honest, right? I'm still in holiday mode. I have nearly thought about it yet. Uh, no, I, I think you're right. I think I would like to get a, another cut of guests on um, because I, oh, I guess I enjoyed that side. Of, I enjoyed that side of it last year, mm. um, but definitely getting on some of the new, some of the new bikes. We talked about obviously the Diavel 
Um, and we're lucky enough there's a Ducati dealership that's quite close to us um, and we know a couple of folk that work there so we should be fairly set um, means we don't have to go trying to chase like, Ducati UK or whoever it may be uh-huh. that ring roll especially when we're up here um, but I think there's another couple I think we'd like to go that would go through to Indian and then Suzuki for some reason um, I'm desperate to try that 1050DE because I had to mm-hmm. sit on it Birmingham and it's super comfy. Right. Even when you're standing in the pegs, it's really comfy. And I don't know if that's just you're really impressed with that. Yeah. I was quite impressed with that. Do you know what I mean? And I'm not a massive Suzuki fan, do you know what I mean? But I was quite I was quite taken with that. And I was really taken with the katana actually when I was standing in front of it. And then Ian fucking ruined it and went, Oh, can you see the back? It's watching. I was I was just smitten with the front. I love that the fact that they've kept it looking the way it did back in the, the 80s do you know what I mean uh, it's never um, done it for me that bike never it's just something different but then I can't talk do you know what I mean I'm driving a Mack truck for fuck's sake do you know what I mean <laughs> so yeah <laughs> I like square headlights apparently aye, aye. <laughs> I, I always think with Suzuki it's a shame there's um, Suzuki are a brand that are just they're just overlooked by so many of us, aren't they? Like we all, I think when you chat to anybody about Suzuki bikes, everyone realizes that you get a lot of bike for the money with a Suzuki. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like they never really produce a bad bike, do they? You know, there's there's always a lot there and it's always very good. It never excels, but it's always very good. It does it. But yeah. people just seem to overlook it. Like that that new GSXR, sorry, GSXS thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, genuinely, I think that's one of the best road bikes I've ever ridden. It was amazing. It is amazing. It's a fantastic machine. But does it get the accolades and the sales that it 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 warrants? No. It's maybe okay, looks probably hold it back quite considerably there. A lot of people don't like that that headlight arrangement, but mm. it's a fantastic bike to ride. It's genuinely really, really good. And it's one of those ones Suzuki have been going for, you mean, years? Decades. And they were, you mean, they were one of the big, you mean, you had your, you had Honda, you had Suzuki and you had Yamaha, and they were the, they were the big three, do you mm-hmm. know what I mean, for for long, long time. And for whatever reason, you're right, folk just seem to forget about Suzuki. And mm. again, we, we'd stumbled by the stall and I was like, ah, I said, oh, that 1050 is actually quite nice. Do you know what I mean? I think it was in yellow, which kind of helped, you know what I mean? Because we do like a bit of a yellow bike. Like yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to caveat that, Ian, and a spoiler for the next show, but the new Pan America is out in yellow. I've seen it. I've seen it and I've gone off yellow bikes. But they, <laughs> I, I had a sit on at that point and I was like, that. I says, I says to Ian, I says, this is super comfy, super comfy. And they stood up on the pegs, and I was like, Christ, it's just as comfy standing up. Mm. Oh, I need to get a shot on this. I need to get a wee no. shot strumming. My very first bike was a Suzuki, because back in, that was 2004, and it was like, you, you either went to Honda, Suzuki, or Yamaha, mm-hmm. that was it. You know, that was the, the three, as you say. And, you know, for the money, brand new, GSXF, so it was essentially just your bandit with a fairing on it, do you know what I mean? Mm. But uh, and it was like less than four grand for a brand new bike, you know, straight out the factory, picked up a Cooper, rode it home, you know, and it was like it just I, I will always have a soft spot for Suzuki. But also the the image is 
the commuter's bike, the you know the the kind of the one that everyone kind of it's just there in the background. It's a bit of a kind of you know it's it's a reliable old man kind of thing. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, you know. I mean, you see bandits, you know, that are three thousand years old still. <laughs> rattling about you know great bike great fun great bike great fun yeah <laughs> absolutely you know um you know when when somebody ran into my 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 bike my suzuki and i had a bandit on loan i loved it i absolutely mm-hmm. loved it just you just jumped on it and you could just scoot about with it and everything but just it, wring it, its neck and have great yeah, fun on it couldn't you you know it doesn't it just doesn't set the world on fire when you're when mm. when, when when somebody rides by you in one you know higher buses you know from a technical perspective you know fast as you know especially before they put all the safety features in you know Aye. when it was just when it was just pure power you know but the but big ugly Buggers, mm. you know what I mean? You know, yeah. Um, and you're you never going to get used that unless you go to the autobahn or go on aye, track. Aye, you know, why would you spend all that money to buy a booster and then take it on the track and potentially ban it? But then the the new one, that new higher, but I took that out a couple of years ago, and it definitely. I mean, I think across across the range of all Suzuki's that I've I've ridden within the last few years, they all seem to have much more usable power now. You know, like a, a Suzuki inline four engine, the Jixa, perfect example, did nothing till you got to like eight, nine thousand revs. And then all of a sudden it was just off it went. You used to have to ride the Jixas in second gear all the time. You know, you, you do 100, and, 100 mile an hour in second gear, no problem. It was, and the, the old boosters were like that, weren't they? They did nothing until you got, you needed to get the revs up and then oh, there was that insane power. But the new one, just seemed to be much more maybe maybe I changed as a rider I don't know but it, it just felt like it was much more usable on the road mm. and I, I actually really liked it I didn't like the first Busa when I, I tried it but that latest one yeah it was brilliant really enjoyed mm. it I think the first thing we first thing first thing we saw one was right back at the kind of early start of the season last year wasn't it mm-hmm. and we had went to we had went to the it's a dealership in and around where we are called West Coast yeah. and their Harley and Triumph, right? Yeah. And they had this, they decided that what Glasgow was missing was like a bike night. And that's in terms of anybody could turn up. It didn't have to be Harley, it didn't have to be Triumph, it, have, it could be anything you liked. You could turn up, right? Didn't matter. They put music on and it was all free to get in. Obviously, the snack van thing there, like a chuck wagon, if you went to eat stuff and whatever. Mm. Um, and yeah, it was just kept, they kept the shop of, open if you want to buy a t-shirt or that kind of thing know, but you know absolutely. but there's a whole group of people there with different bikes chatting away you met a whole load of different people with different things I think that first night was like a 1926 Indian sitting somebody brought wow. next, to Hayab- next to a Hayabusa a brand right. spanking new Hayabusa I mean yeah. it still had to be it still had to be fucking rubber pellets on the tiles right, brand new it was do you know what I mean um, and it was like where else can you go and see a brand new Busa sitting next to a, a 1929 or 1926 Indian that's pissing oil all the <laughs> but um, but apparently the guy in the Indian he rode that nearly every day wow wow incredibly <laughs> do you know what I mean but it was literally a bicycle with an engine sitting inside mm. it do you know what I mean but it was it was quite cool but have I, you ever but, ridden any of the old classic bikes I, I took out a, I took out, was it a 1930 odd one, a 1940 and a 1950. I had a BSA, a Francis Barnett, 
I can't remember what the other one was. My my mate, him and his dad have um, have recon, reconditioned, rebuilt three classic bikes. And I tell you what, they were they were great fun to ride. Great, really temperamental. They live and they breathe. But uh, mm. yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed I bet, it. I bet you they bikes a good character. Oh, I totally. I bet you it is just total character. Do you know what I mean? And they don't feel as alien as I thought they would. You know, I, I thought it would be a totally different riding experience to riding the modern bikes. And in a way, yeah, of course they are. You know, there's no ABS. There's there's no slipper clutches. Yeah, yeah. There's, you haven't got the same level of power. There's none of that. But it's still an engine with two wheels. And, you know, and you're, you're, you, you, I still had the same sort of feeling from it. Almost, almost more engaging because you're... Because it, it, it is so mechanical, there's no electronics on it at all. So it's it really feels like a living, breathing uh, yeah. entity. Yeah, this thing that you're on, the absolute opposite of rainbow wire, just like mm. yeah, yeah, know. yeah, totally. <clears throat> and that's that's yeah. the problem these days. Is so many these electrical bikes. Like I could go, I could go to my bike just now and go into the diagnostics page, and I'll tell you, there's probably a whole lot of errors in there, which would just be something like it, it just didn't start the first time it started the second time you know what I mean because it's been sat for a week without going anywhere and it'll throw up an error code and there'll be loads of them none of them that's are actually it's a... eh? that's because it's a Harley again <laughs> like do you know what as, he, as, as long as it eventually starts and goes I'm not going to bother you're right there's probably loads of look at the KTM do you know what I mean <laughs> it's millennial character. Um, but you look at that KTM, you look at the electrical problems that KTMs have had. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I know you've had bother with them. I know there's one of the guys who's the, that I ride with the, the IAM guys. He's got one and it was just, it was just a random, like, battery issue yeah and then through, started throwing up errors about kickstand and all sorts and all it was was just it was a wee tiny battery Aye. and he had a spare one in his box and he just took it and he swapped it out and the bike was like ah it's fine mate, let's go yeah, going, yeah. that you mean causes a whole rake of problems you think oh the bike's totally fucked no it's just a wee tiny battery placed in the bike mm. and you go it you know, every every KTM I've had as a loan bike, bear in mind these come from KTM UK themselves. Every single one has had an electrical issue on it, uh, and the Super Duke, the bike I totally fell in love with, that that had a, a proper mechanical issue. It just dumped all its fluids on the on the ground. But I still love them. I still love the KTM's. You know, like that is that that is the bike that puts a smile on my face when I think about riding it. It's but I wouldn't own one at the moment purely because purely because of those issues. And and mm-hmm. even if that is just it's just a wee battery that needs changing, for peace of mind, when I get those error codes, I'm still gonna have to take that back to the dealership. And I haven't got a decent KTM dealership dealership near me that I'd be happy mm-hmm. to take my bike to. So you know, until, that, until the, for now. That's the thing. We're, we're the same, I think. I think you need is KTM's Perth. Us, which again, it's only an hour and twenty minutes or so like the road. Do you know I mean? And it's an, it's an all right wee run, even going straight up the motorway. It's an all right wee run. It's, it's a huge factor on, on what bike you're going to go for. Mm-hmm. You know, no, you know, I mean, the Indian. We've not got an Indian dealership in the west of Scotland, so it's you know, not. No, we've uh, got, got a three Edinburgh for that. So wow, you know, so so even just that, but would say, well, do you know what? I'm not going to bother with Indians because I don't want to have that level of hassle if something goes mm-hmm. wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, 
West Coast just up the road, they're doing Triumphs and they're doing Harleys. So probably if I was going from two down to one, it'd be a new Harley or a new or a new Triumph because mm-hmm. of the uh, well, there's Ducati, of course, the Apple. But you know, you know, but one of those ones, something that's near me, just uh, so yeah, that you yeah. could, you know, because as you see, you want to trust where it's going, uh, you know, and trust it'll get there. Mm-hmm. This is this is the thing you look think about. I mean, I'm not going to get all, you know, I mean, patriotic, but Glasgow's the outside of London. Uh, Take London aside, Glasgow's by area and stuff is the biggest city in the UK. Right, is it? London, the equation. It's massive. I want you to add greater Glasgow in you. Yeah. Aye, right. And yet in Glasgow, you've got Honda, Triumph, Harley Davidson, Ducati. That's it. Really? If you want to go Yamaha, you need to go about 30 miles down to the west coast, heading towards the seaside. If you really? Want I, if Edinburgh's got Suzuki and oh no, you got a Royal Enfield here as well, sorry. Um, Edinburgh's got Triumph, Harley, it's got Indian, it's got Suzuki. BMW. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. There's a BMW and East Bride, so that's, that's your closest, hmm. to, closest to Glasgow, isn't it? But you're still out with Glasgow. Oh no, they've point. moved now, sorry, they've moved. They're up in Port Glasgow now, so they've moved. But then... Edinburgh is only 40 mile away from Glasgow, isn't it? It's not far. Is it, but it's Edinburgh. Well, it's it's the other end of the country. It's, yeah, it's exactly. But it's still 40 mile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just had to go, I just had to go almost two hours. Well, it's about an hour and 35 minutes to get my bike serviced. Bloody down near Brighton. Was uh, there? There is a closer BMW, but I'm just, I'm just not, I'm not happy with the service you get there. So I'd rather, I'd rather go further, and mm-hmm. you know, and, and right. get good quality service. I think, uh, I, I think I may know that one you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah there'll be a lot of people probably know the one I'm talking uh, about. But um, yeah, I just, I've just, I've just not been impressed. It's changed hands recently, yeah. and I'm just, yeah, yeah, not being impressed with it. I think I think we are being a bit, you know what I mean? Again, it's one of those ones. I think you kind of go, it's probably back to that whole millennial, you know what I mean? The way that times are at the minute, we kind of want stuff now, do you know what I mean? Mm. So we want everything just kind of at hand, just so we can go and it's there. And you know what I mean? You forget if you go back, you know what I mean? 10, 15 years, probably half of them that were there now aren't even there. So. Mm. Maybe we should just stop procrastinating a bit. But I'd, I'd, I'd much. I'll happily travel a greater distance to get a better customer service. You know, even if, even if I, well, I do, I do have a. There's bike dealerships in Maidstone right here, but I won't go there because I've not had great customer service when I've been in the shop. So I'm not going to give them any more of my money, and I'm certainly not going to trust them with any of my bikes. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'd much, I'd much rather go somewhere where. I've had a good experience and I feel like I've been treated like I've a valued customer. I'll quite happily go there and give them my repeat customer. Because well, especially why wouldn't you, I? You know what I mean? Especially the money you're paying nowadays for brand new mm. bikes. Especially the bikes that we're all riding and talking about. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? We're talking not kicking the ass off twenty thousand pounds, which is a Easy, lot of money no, yeah. you mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So why should you not expect the best customer service? Absolutely, totally, totally. Right, gents, um, <clears throat> that is, <laughs> excuse me, sir, but <laughs> yeah. that is uh, over two hours. 
In fact, that's two hours, 40 minutes we've wow. been chatting. I was thinking I was going to keep this to a two-hour limit on this one. Not a chance. Uh, we still have a question over on Instagram, but I'm looking at it, and that is going to be one which we would talk at least for another half an hour on, I think. Um, so how about we call it quits for this evening, and I would love to get you back on again at some point in 2023. Anything. How does that sound? Again, it was just, would you call it, I know we talked and you'd say about coming back on, we were delighted and we're like, aye, that's fine. Happy yeah. days, enjoyed ourselves the last time. So, and then the fact that you were in a bit of a pickle, you know I mean? Happy to help no, I appreciate out. you helping me out. Thank you very much. No, appreciate no, no it. No problem. Well, well, I, Vanessa, I'm, I'm quite you're the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Aye. But you did get out of the the uh, the poo question from Mark Fulcher. I can't believe he was going to ask that. That was questioning, right? If you ask me. <laughs> I think it yeah. is. Crayola. Yeah. Crayola. It's, it's, uh, it's created a new, a new line of T-shirts. Love it. Love <laughs> it. Um, a thin brown line of T-shirts. <laughs> very good. Very good. <laughs> oh, I could do it from the thin blue to the... Th Love it. Love it. Love See, it. There you go. That's it. You can tell you're the creative here, you know. I like it. I like it. <laughs> right, gents. Um, please, I'll open the floor up to you. Please plug the podcast. Anything that you you any shout outs you want to give, feel free. The stage is yours. When you go in. Uh, average bikers in the cave podcast please look us up sign up subscribe listen to us um, uh, you know if you've enjoyed our chat chat here there's way more of that shite over when we talk <laughs> so you know what I mean please do come on listen and uh, every now and again you get one of my epic rants which is always just uh, a joy to behold <laughs> So please, uh, you know, uh, I'm sure all the links and everything will be sitting around. Absolutely. You know, many places to click and point at and copy into your browser bar. So click, point and copy wherever you want to click, point and copy to. And hopefully get some uh, get some joy out of listening to this podcast and also um, the 30 odd that we've got sitting in as a back catalogue currently. So please Beautiful. do. Thank you. And again, we don't, we tend not to die. We tend not to deviate as much you know, on the rain show but I don't know for whatever reason tonight we just have deviated quite a bit but it's just still the same level of Crayola that we talk about on our show, show. <laughs> exactly if you still we, we wax point. lyrical about it <laughs> I, I genuinely lads I'm quite envious of of the uh the the, the setup you boys have you know you, you, the two of you are mates and you have great uh banter between the two years great patter and I, I kind of I, I do often wish like I had like a co-host, you know, on, on this podcast. Cause a lot of the time, if, if I don't get a guest lined up, I, I sit here and I think, well, I can't really do it with just me. I'll do like a live stream and it's just me, but mm -hmm. it, it'd be nice to have, you know, somebody else there to batter the, the conversation off of. And the live stream move that quick. Do you oh, mean? Because I've tuned in the live stream and it's just like, <clears throat> and the question, yeah. and folk are just firing stuff. Going, and then people start talking to each other on it and you're going, for sake. And it's just, yeah. yeah, it's just crazy. <laughs> it is nuts. It is nuts. But yeah, folks, if you've enjoyed the patter tonight, then uh, make sure you check out Average Bikers in a Cave. As Ian said, check out the show notes if you listen to the podcast or if you're watching the vid, have a look at the vid description. There'll be links there for them there. So make sure you give them a like, a follow, subscribe, all of the above. Right, lads. Thank you very much for coming on. I appreciate it. I'm sorry I've been coughing and spluttering in the background. Sorry. It's been an absolute um, pleasure. And I look forward I don't to think you get man flu in Zoom, can you? <laughs> we'll find know. out. We'll find out. <laughs> right, look after yourselves, guys. All right. Thanks again yeah, for coming on. Oh, Thank you, man. Enjoy.
Hope you've enjoyed this one, folks. Keep doing your thing. Get on out there whenever you can. Look after those that you love. But most importantly, most importantly, live your life. Cheers, boys. Nice one.